Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you, baby. Checking in on you. Um, I am fine. I'm out here in Los Angeles. I know that there's been a lot of film footage showing people getting swept into the ocean and SUVs being flooded and basements and all of that shit. Um, There's been a lot of that out here, but it's not everybody. Always remember that. Always remember that whenever whenever they're shown. Don't ever forget that lady sitting in the canoe talking about floodwaters. Like, look at this. I'm riding a canoe down the street. Then those two construction workers walk by in the background and it was like fucking ankle deep. Um, definitely been a lot of, uh, a lot of water. Um, I'm sure somebody thinks it's biblical. Um, I don't know. I just like, you know, you ever have somebody just park a car in front of your house and then just, they never come back. I feel like that's what God did with earth. (laughs) He just fucking... He just made the shit, uh, you know, <laughs> fucking up and running. <clears throat> he just went on to something else. Or maybe it's a project he never finished. What if Earth is like that fucking car that's like three quarters under a tarp? You know, uh, you know, we built the engine. Uh, it still needs some body work. Uh, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And it just has like basic rims on it and shit. Um, you know, I got divorced, but, you know, I was able to keep the car. But, you know, when I get my money, when the money's right, I'm going to fucking fix this thing up. Speaking of which, old Freckles was having a lovely morning with his wife. And, you know, all of a sudden, like the, the idiot light comes on and my car says I'm low left rear tire. So I go, I go to fill it up. After I get done filling it up, it says it's even less air pressure. I'm like, what's going on? And then I realized I had a flat. I ran over a nail, you know, putting air into it. I don't know if it was expanding the hole, the puncture hole, and more was leaking out. I have no idea. So I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So I called AAA, right, which is really emasculating because I love changing tires. I used to be really fucking good at it way back in the day. When I had my Ford Ranger and I would be doing gigs in the middle of nowhere and there was no cell phones and you just had your Rand McNally fucking map and I had a day job to get back to. I still remember the fucking thing, getting a flat tire and being on the side of like, I don't know what fucking highway it was, like Route 3, some shit coming back from fucking New Hampshire. And I was on the shoulder, so I limped it to where it was flat. And uh, I got it as far over to the shoulder so it wouldn't be, you know. Of course, it's on the fucking driver's side. And um, I've never been more scared in my life. And people weren't even texting while driving, but it was like nighttime out and shit. And uh, I remember I'd been arrested for drinking and driving. I went to this Mothers Against Drunk Driving. One of them, their kid was coming home for band practice, changed a flat tire and got killed by a drunk driver. So that's, I was like, this here comes my karma, right? So... I fucking changed this thing. I swear to God, in about six minutes. Um, The best thing I ever did back then was I bought a real jack. Because even that, like for 40 years, they've been giving you a bullshit jack. Even though my truck was a little two-wheel drive thing, it still sat up higher than a car. And they had this dumbass fucking jack behind the seat. If you had an 83 Ford Ranger, it looked like a little coffee pot. 
like one of those Italian ones where you press, you, the, you know, your, your thumb down and the lid comes up. And then it had this little fucking, looked like, you know, an Allen wrench on steroids was what I was supposed, it was a no leverage. You just couldn't get the fucking thing off. So I went out, you know, I dealt with that one time. So I went out and I bought a real jack and I put that behind the seat and had a nice big piece of pipe, you know, to give me fucking leverage. And, um, I got out of the fucking car, you know, I fucking put the jack under the truck right before it was going to start lifting. I loosened all the fucking lugs, boom, 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 jacked it up, took the lugs off, out, spare it. I had the spare in the back of my truck too. put that on, tightened with, you know, finger tightened, textbook, dropped it down, bam, 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 back of the truck and fucking got back in <laughs> I got the fuck out of there. Um, terrified. Terrified I was going to lose my fucking legs. It was like pitch black, no streetlights, and people just, you know, going by and your fucking car shakes a little bit. Terrifying. So uh, fast forward, fucking 30 years later, whatever. I'm just calling AAA. And even then, it just bugs me. You know, the whole fucking thing bugs me. Jiffy Lou bugs me. The whole thing, it's like, I know how to do a very few things in my car. And just doing those made me feel like a man. And now I'm sitting here like a fucking housewife. So the guy shows up and, uh, you know, sees I got the nail in the thing. You know, he makes sure I have enough air in my spare. The guy was a really good dude, like two really good dudes. Puts the fucking thing on. I'm good to go. He goes, don't drive over 50 miles an hour. So I dropped my wife off at home, and she goes, where are you going? I'm, go- I'm going to get my tire fixed. She's like, now? I said, yes. I'm not driving around on that stupid fucking donut thing. So I go down to this mechanic that a buddy of mine told me about. It was like customer service like you used to hear about. It was, it was going away even when I was a kid. I fucking go down there. I just pull up. I go, yeah, I go, I got, I got a nail on my tire. Can you fix it? And the guy's like, yeah. He goes, bring it over. Let's see. Brings it over, you know, sprays the Windex on it, fucking fills it up, sees the bubbles, sprays a few other areas, makes sure that's the only thing. He fucking pulls it out. He sticks the patch in, you know, with the fucking thing, you know. I go, what's that made of? He goes, he laughs. He goes, I don't know, but I've been doing it for 40 years and it works. Patches the tire up. Fills it up with air, sticks it on my car, and I'm home. That bullshit, I found the flat was at 9.10. By 10.30, I was home back at my house like it never fucking happened. And for the life of me, I don't know why all businesses don't operate that way. Like, what that would do for people's psyche, how they would feel. There's nothing worse than going in someplace after you bought something or if you have a problem and nobody in there gives a fuck, wants to help you, or even worse, nowadays you can't even talk to a fucking person. So, um, I mean, I just saw today, like, Elmo from Sesame Street tweeted out on his account, asked how people were doing, and people were actually responding to a puppet on social media. That's how sad everybody is. <laughs> That's how much like shit everybody is being treated by these fucking corporations that own all of these politicians. And uh, I'm going to keep talking about this. 
We need to come together. We got to stop yelling at each other. We have to respect each other's opinions and we need to stop yelling at each other and just turn and look at these rich fucks that are fucking, you know, swallowing up every country company out there. And, and just be like, guys, like enough. No one's saying you can't be the richest fucking guy, but you, you're taking too much. You're squeezing too much. You've gone too far. I know. I know. It's impossible to get. You can't even get five people to get on the same fucking page. If I've learned anything from watching reality television, Jesus Christ. My lovely wife watches that stuff. And um, just fucking brutal. Brutal. Just the fucking screaming and yelling. My God, the fucking women. Is anybody better at just being mean, saying something? Holy shit. Some of the shit, when, when that fucking Andy guy gets them all together, some of the shit that they say to each other. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then they're trying not to cry because that means the other one won and you're watching their fucking, their bottom lip. Looks like that thing you used to put around your belly, you know, to try to make you <coughs> not fat or whatever. Anyway, um... This is just to say that I'm about ready to get back on the road again. And I'm going fucking everywhere. Uh, major cities, minor cities, red, blue. I don't give a fuck. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of you guys. And uh, I can't wait. I'm getting geared up to do another special. And I think this is going to be a really good one. Um, you know, and I'm psyched. I've done, I've just, I thought I did like five or something like that. Somebody asked me the other day, and I count, I've done seven. I've done seven, and I'm more excited than ever on my eighth one, which makes me feel good. You know, you don't, hey, you don't want to dry up, okay? Um, and this weekend, I'm going out to Vegas. Me and Paul Verzi um, are going to be doing a live, live, we'll do it live, at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club. We're doing our podcast at the MGM, 8 p.m. on Saturday. Me and Paul Verzi are going to be talking shit. We're going to be talking about... Uh, the Super Bowl and all of that. I'm so fucking excited to go to this game. Um, no matter what happens, it's going to be great. I either get to see Patrick Mahomes get his third. You get your third ring. It's like, I don't know, you could just be dog shit the rest of your career. You're going to the Hall of Fame. Um, or do the San Francisco 49ers get their sixth and join the Pittsburgh Steelers, followed by the New England Patriots, it's the third team to get to number six, which is pretty goddamn cool. Um, anyway, but uh, and I'm going to be smoking my first cigars since January 1st. And I, this is my plan. I'm going to smoke like a motherfucker out there. Uh, just to let you know, these are the East Coast things. All right. It rains like a bastard and you smoke like a motherfucker. I just made up smoke like a motherfucker, but it does rain like a bastard. Oh, like a bastard. Um so I'm going to uh, I'm going to smoke this weekend, and then I am not going to smoke again. I I don't even know when. I'm th the next thing I can think about that is worth celebrating would be like my birthday or something. Um, and that's how I want to. That's how I want to smoke cigars, like a fucking gentleman. You know what I mean? There's something to celebrate, right? As opposed to like the old me, this fucking rain that's happening right now, I would be outside like a fucking stray cat just sitting <laughs> on the porch 
smoking a cigar. I do miss the solitude. I'm not going to lie to you. Of smoking a cigar by yourself and letting your brain wander. You know, think about what's important and all the dumb shit you've done and the good shit and all of that. I do fucking miss that. But, um, you know, my kids have not seen me smoke a cigar since November. And I'm just feeling like, yeah, they don't need they don't need to see me. One day when one of them gets married, maybe they'll see me do that. But that's a big thing. At least at least I never drank in front of them. I didn't want to be that guy. You know, daddy liked his scotch coming home, you know, big smile. You go to fucking put your raincoat on, on the fucking coat rack. And as you're reaching to put it there, you start falling backwards. You just kind of go straight down. Hit your head. You hear your daughter's voice. Daddy, you know, you give her a smile before it all goes black. You know, he's never the same after that fall. He tried to work, but he couldn't. And then the stress was on my mother. (laughs) It's just like, or I could not drink, you know, um, Anyway, I did uh, Adam Ray's show last night at the Comedy Store where he plays Dr. Phil. It's one of the most fun things I get to do. You got to go down anytime Adam Ray is doing that Dr. Phil show. Um, And just the work, the effort that he puts in with all the clips and all of that and the makeup. I mean, it's it's kind of insane. Like... um, There are moments when I forget that I'm not actually talking to Dr. Phil. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I never think I'm talking to Adam Ray. Um, but I did get him a couple of times with some big laughs that he, was, he had to hold his fake mustache on, which made me feel good. And it was a great crowd down there. And I also got to do Steph Tolov's show up in the belly room. So I got a couple of reps in. And um, I don't know. I fucking went to the gym the last couple of days. I'm going to fly tomorrow. You know, the new script is coming together. It's all good stuff. My son's beating the crap out of me. My son doesn't even take me seriously. I'm like, buddy, stop it. Seriously, stop it. Let me watch the game. And he just goes, no. <laughs> and he jumps up in the air, knees first, and lands on my fucking stomach. Um, and then when I tell him to stop and I try to, like, mean mug him, he stares at me. And I'm staring back at him. And then he starts to smile. And then I laugh. And then I just, I, how do I not laugh? It's just funny. Having a three-year-old staring you down and, and winning. Uh, yeah, definitely overcompensating a little bit for my childhood. So I, I've become like a pushover. Or maybe I just was never that guy. I was never that guy that was going to fucking yell at kids. You know, believe me, I'll give a, hey, hey, hey. You know, every once in a while. Guys, I'll do something like that. Um, but uh, I'm not one of those fucking... Uh, read them the riot act type of people. I come out of the I come out of the dugout more like Joe Torre. I always respected the way Joe Torre went at the umpires. You know what I mean? I mean it was never I mean Billy Martin and Earl Weaver were just amazing. Lou Pinella was another guy. You know, who could come out Don Zimmer could really get at after him. Um but I was always amazed at the people that would just kind of I think Dusty Baker's another guy. Just doesn't yell. He just kind of comes out. Tommy Lasorda could yell at him. I mean, it really is a fucking art form. If you want to go down a great rabbit hole, just look at fucking Earl Weaver. 
One of the greatest quotes of all time. He says to the umpire, you came here tonight for one goddamn reason. And the guy goes, what's that, Earl? He goes, to fuck us. Like the fucking umpires going like, you know what? I'm going to Baltimore, man, and I am just going to fuck the Orioles tonight. I swear to God, Earl Weaver put on such a show, it wouldn't surprise me if they they would do that on purpose some nights just to watch him get going. You know what I mean? I mean, well, they couldn't do that because then they would actually be affecting the outcome of the game. But Jesus Christ. Uh, Billy Martin was another great one, too. I used to love watching those guys losing their shit. Um... But whatever, with my kids, you know, Derek Jeter was another one. Derek Jeter was when he complained to an umpire, he never quite looked at him. He'd always have his, his, one of his fingers was in the ear hole of his helmet, like he was starting to take it off, but he didn't. And he would just kind of, you know, have his eyebrows up, not look him, you know, in the eye, not make a big thing and just be like, you know, that was a strike, whatever he was saying. But I never saw him. I never saw him go, what the fuck? And just lose his shit. Um, I don't know. That's that, you know, as someone who has a temper, uh, that is uh, that is an amazing, an amazing thing. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm doing my best. I don't think I'll ever reach that level of enlightenment, personally. Um, anyways, I was telling you guys I was trying to watch all the Oscar-nominated best pictures and I was trying to watch Bobby and I just couldn't figure it out on my TV. I didn't know what the fucking Apple password was. Um, That one feels like I need to like have an edible. You know what I mean? If some doll is going to give me a lecture about feminism, like I just don't feel like I can be in a, uh, I told you my wife went to go see that movie and she, you know, I was like, I thought we were going to see that together. She goes, nah, she goes, you're too misogynistic to go see that movie. (laughs) And I was just like, all right, fair enough. You know, I get it. I get it. (laughs) You know what I mean? I get it. There's just certain things that like, you know, you just can't argue. Your your spouse is right, you know? And, you know, I, my son's hilarious because he loves ACDC. He loves playing the drums and all of that. And uh, we go to school every morning. He goes, he goes, Dada, ACDC? Put on ACDC? And I'm like, yeah, and I can handle ACDC in the morning. My wife can't, which I understand. So I try to go easy. I try to go Bon Scott. I mean, Brian Johnson. I mean, Brian Johnson, sound, you know, when he gets going, he sounds like Earl Weaver arguing a call. So I'm not going to put on like, you know, Back in Black or Honey, What Do You Do For Money? Um, all of that shit. I, I, I put on like, uh, what will I put on? I put on Dirty Deeds. You know, that's still like, I mean, what am I going to do, Ride On? I'm trying to think of something. If I put on Ride On, my son thinks it's not ACDC because it's not like, doesn't sound like aggressive or whatever. So we kind of have like this rule, you know, like this, once you get to the halfway point, like he gets like one jam. Um, so he likes walk all over you. He likes highway to hell, dirty deeds, rocker, uh, what's next to the moon, sin city. I'm getting him into power rage. You know what I mean? Which is, that's one of the coolest things as a dad 
is you can like you can just like expose them to the music you like. And what I like doing is I like to go deep cuts because I feel like they're gonna hear those other songs on the fucking radio. You know what I mean? So, um, like my son, as far as ACDC songs, he likes uh, that. Uh, Let me put my love into you, babe. Um, brutally underrated song by them. Uh, I kind of, I, I go like deep cuts with that shit. And then like, uh, my daughter likes Queen and Freddie Mercury. So uh, spread your wings. I'll play like stuff like that. You know what I mean? I mean, she knows another one. Uh, bites. I almost said ride the bu- rides the bus. Such like a friggin' um, weird Al. Such a big part of my fucking life growing up. Oh, speaking of which, I got to go to this um, Grammys like benefit. This Steven Tyler thing, kind of based off of the Janie's got a gun. It's for like abused abused women and shit. And some of the stuff that they were auctioning off just blew my mind. Like one of the things auctioned off was Steven Tyler started off as a drummer and they auctioned off his, uh, he had a ninth, late 70s, I want to say, mid 70s blue Vista light kit. And what I loved was it, it had the Ludwig Speed King, both like um, the, the, you know, the foot pedal thing uh, for the bass drum and the hi-hat like matching. It had like the original hardware. And, uh, I was like, fuck, I don't have room, but fuck. Right. And just the bidding, it it went through the roof. It was great. It was for a great cause and stuff like that. But, um, I was thinking, I was like, what a good shit that he put that up for for a good cause. You know what I mean? Cause like he, he must've had that drum kit for 40 years. There's a lot of memories in that thing to get rid of that, man. And it's it's the best color Vista Light. That 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 blue Vista Light, I think that's the tits, fucking tits, man. And um, I'll tell you, I'm kicking myself. The one that I fucking hate that you know that um, 50th anniversary Ludwig Vista Light. I thought they were gonna make a bunch of those. They didn't. They were a limited run. I'm such a fucking idiot. I wanted that I, that one with the matching snare, blue. If anybody has it, I'll fucking buy it off you. I want the blue, the one, it's like the uh, blue and olive badge. That's that three-level swirl with the 24-inch kick and the matching snare. That's the fucking one. Um, That's my holy grail kit that I'm looking at. And um, I ran into this drummer, too. He put something in my head. He plays Gretsch. I have a Gretsch broadcaster, and he told me his was in Cadillac Green. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I looked that up, and now I can't stop looking at that. Um, but I know myself well enough. I'm just like, you know, Bill, if you got those drum kits, you'd still suck at drums. <laughs> but they would look cool. Um, anyway, I just got done playing. Uh, you know. I got a little fucking, my little get in shape girl fucking area of my garage, my little podcast thing. And then I have my little drum space and, uh, and then my old truck out there. So I threw the weights around a little bit and sat down with the drum kit. I fucking love it. I'm telling you right now, Gretsch are the best sounding fucking drums there are. It's just, it is what it is. 
It is what it is. So anyway, I don't have any. Um, I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any, any advertising reads this year, and um, <clears throat> my tour this year starts next week, and then it goes right through <clears throat> um, the end of June. Um, and somewhere around there, I'm going to take my special. And then I don't have anything for the rest of the year, but um, I'm thinking that might fill in. I don't know if I'm going to have acting work or not. That's kind of up in the air. And uh, if it isn't, then I'm going to try and figure out some fun places. I am toying with the idea of doing a show in Paris. And my goal is I'm going to do my act in English, but in between, I'm going to be fucking with people in the crowd with what little French I know. And then I just go up there every year, you know, next year I'll do like, you know, 15% of my act in French. <clears throat> and then eventually I'm going to have the whole fucking thing down and I'm going to go over there. I want to be totally fucking fluent. And, uh, I mean, why, why not? I always thought it was fucking amazing to be able to speak another language. So I've gotten to the point now I'm getting to the point where I can fucking listen to French radio and know what they're talking about. Like I, I was listening to this radio the other day and uh, they go, and I heard him go, you know, something, and I'm like 62 years old. And I'm like, wait a minute, is it Axel Rose's birthday today? And I looked it up. Sure enough, February 6th, happy 62nd birthday to one of the greatest front men of all time. But I'm able to like figure out what they're talking about. I listen to this relationship show, and what's hilarious is the fucking host won't shut the hell up. She talks over everybody. She just goes, you know, ça c'est vrai, da, 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 da. that, which means that it's true or whatever, or that's true, or whatever the fuck she's saying. And then she just goes off on her own fucking thing while the other person is still talking. And what's funny is the other person keeps talking too, which makes me feel like they can't hear the host. And she just sort of uh, mutes herself and she's talking to her listeners. Um, but anyway, it is a great way to uh, learn it. And then I, I, watch, I, listen to the, I watch that show, uh, Lupin, on, uh, on Netflix. And that's another good one, too. Um, I wish if you watched a, a movie that was French, like American Netflix would like more, more French title. Oh, he, he likes French shit, too. And they're just like, no. You are in America. You speak English. <laughs> it's like, well, what if I'm trying to learn other stuff? Stop trying to expand your universe and understand other people. You live here. You will speak this and that. I think that was one of the worst fucking things that ever happened in this country, that all of these languages that everybody spoke and all of that culture that was fucking, that came from Europe, you, you were humiliated if you had an accent, if you spoke another fucking language and all of that went away, all the cuisine went away and it just, we just fucking left with English and malls. I'm not shitting on English. It's a great fucking language. I mean, what else? I mean, it's the only language I know. But when I was a kid, it was cool. Like, you know, I had a buddy of mine, he was Greek. His parents spoke Greek. He understood it or whatever. But I remember he would be embarrassed if his dad was speaking Greek. And I thought it was fucking cool. And he would just like listen to him as he was speaking Greek. He'd just be like, yeah, yeah, all right, dad. All right, okay, I will, I will. And he would speak to him in English. And his dad would keep speaking Greek. And I always thought like, 
even as a kid, I'm going like, what is dad's doing is right. Like this kid should know how to speak. You shouldn't lose that. Why would you want to lose that? It's so dumb. You got to speak the King's English. And who, who, who are we trying to emulate? Huh? Everybody at the fucking Buckingham Palace? Those inbred people? <laughs> I mean, it's like the same four families have been fucking in the same goddamn castle for all those years. That's why so many of them, you know, sort of odd looking. No. I don't know. Certain people, they, they, they held on to it, I feel. I feel like Italians are pretty good about holding on to their shit. Um, I know, but maybe also, maybe it wasn't just the English fault. Maybe it was also when people started intermarrying, like, you know, half Irish, half, you know, Italian or something. Ah, just speak English. It's just easier or whatever, the common language, and it sort of fucking went away. Um, I don't know. It is funny, though, but the reason why the whole world speaks, you know, English is because the, the British are such cunts. You know, and they kind of made everybody learn it as they went around conquering everybody. It's kind of amazing. Do you imagine if some other culture was that big at fucking assholes? Then we'd all be speaking like, you know, Indian or Japanese or whatever. That's the only difference is they, there's just those countries didn't do that. In England did. <laughs> um, it's fucking weird, right? I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's convenient if you speak English. Uh, all right, so that is the podcast, everybody. Um, thank you to everybody that's coming out to the show at, at, uh, at Brad Garrett's. Thank you to Brad Garrett for letting us do the show there. Uh, me and Verzi, Andrew Themlis, we're going to have such a fucking good time out there. Um, I'm so excited to go out there, and I can't wait to get this tour going. I have so much new shit that I, I got to work out before I tape in June. And I have like, I mean, I have like an hour and 45 minutes of material. So, and I'm only just taking the best shit. I'm going to put it in that. And I'm going to try to have another fucking, you know, going for the best one I've done. That's what, that's what I'm doing. All right. In the meantime, I got to lose the rest of my fucking, my last little bit of my, my belly here. So, all right. That is the podcast. Thanks for listening to me. Meander here. Oh, and thank you to all you guys who watched um, the John Lovitz podcast. How fucking funny was John Lovitz? He came in, for those of you who didn't see it, I interviewed John Lovitz, and basically, you know, what I loved is we basically did what we do all the time. All me and John do is give each other shit constantly. And John is one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet. What's funny is whenever I'm with him, if I ever text him something serious that I'm kind of going through a depression, like he immediately shuts all that shit off and he's the nicest, big-hearted person you're ever going to meet. But like, if you're just breaking balls, he is just so silly and so fucking mean at the same time. And I love every time when he just fucking trashes me. <laughs> just goes, your turn. It was just, um, I've had so many of my friends text me going, oh my God, I watched that podcast. That was fucking amazing. And um, just to let you know, like that, I used to do that with Bob Saget too. We, except we didn't like trash each other. We would just say over the top, stupid shit, you know, anything. Oh, I'm, I'm going down, you know, I got to set down at the club and then just like, you know, this is what I'm doing afterwards. And it would always just be something absolutely fucking horrific. 
And the thing about Bob, he could just go on forever. And like John Lovitz is like that whole generation, they're just cut from that cloth of just busting chops and trying to top each other. And it just, it, it's the most fun thing ever. So if you get a chance, check it out. Um, it's last week's podcast, so I don't know what that date would be. But uh, thank you guys for listening. And um, at some point, I'm definitely going to have to have him back. I mean, with the amount of views that that, that, that got. But go see John when he's out on the road because he is fucking hilarious. All right, that's it. We have a bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday Monday morning podcast. Have a great weekend, you cunts, and enjoy the Super Bowl. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, uh, February 8th, 2016. What's going on, everybody? How are you? Huh? Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Denver, Colorado. Bunch of hippies and some miners. And they won Super Bowl trophy. Um, congratulations to everybody in Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. Killing fucking cows and stinky Greeley. Um, Greeley, Colorado, man. If you ever want to know, you know, what a bunch of murdered cows smell like for the next time you eat a burger, I suggest you go there on a bad smell day. That's what they call it, bad smell day. And then you call up the slaughterhouse. You're like, hey, could you fucking, uh, could you fucking tone it down a little? You know, the wind's blowing down to my house. Why don't you lay off killing those fucking cows? You know, not saying I don't like a burger, all right? Everybody likes a burger, except for them hippies in San Francisco and all those limousine liberals out in Hollywood, um, out there eating them fucking tofu patties. You know that shit causes cancer, don't you? The fuck is a tofu? Um... Sorry, congratulations to the Denver Broncos. And guess what? Old Billy Redface, he won a little bit of money betting on the old, the old man. The old man. Moon River. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, very happy for uh, Peyton Manning, man. I, that, I just, I didn't want to see him go in there and get his, his fucking ass kicked. And I, I know what you guys are thinking. Hey, Bill, why did you bet on the Broncos? You didn't say shit predicting one way or the other. Um, I didn't have uh, I didn't have any feeling one way or the other on the uh, on the game. I thought what a lot of people thought. I just thought the fucking Panthers were gonna if they got up early, it was gonna get ugly. And uh, I don't know, but then just everybody was saying it. Everybody kept fucking saying it. You know, dude, the Panthers, dude, it's not even gonna be a fucking game, dude. Right? Everyone was just saying that the Panthers were gonna fucking destroy. They're going to win by 17. Dude, it's going to be 17 nothing by the end of the first quarter. This is what all my friends were saying. So I came up with this quick theory because I wanted to put money on the game, you know, because my team wasn't in it, and I wasn't really excited about it. So I figured, all right, well, if everybody's saying the Panthers are right, how does Vegas make any money? The only way Vegas makes money is, is if the Broncos win. Vegas always has the lights on. Even during the day, they never shut them off. They got the AC on with the fucking doors open, and I don't see anybody concerned out there, right? Because they're making money. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to go against the grain. I didn't even take the points. I just bet it. I bet the line. 100 to make 190. I threw 100 bucks on it. And um, they, Jesus Christ, 
I guess that Denver Broncos defense was was as good as they were saying. I just thought, like, I thought we made them look better than they were because our offensive line was fucking beat up. But um, I don't know if you noticed, the entire time when the Broncos beat the Patriots, at no point was Tom Brady comfortable. He wasn't screaming and yelling like, yeah, let's go, man, or whatever the fuck he yells at his receivers. You know, that was supposed to be a post pattern. Wake up, right? Whatever the fuck it is he yells at him. He didn't do that once. He had his eyebrows down. And he looked fucking uncomfortable. He felt people at his feet the whole fucking game. They never felt comfortable. And, um, you know, Vaughn Miller would do that little fucking little, little I'm, I'm, I'm going this way. Oh, no, I'm not. And the guy fell for it every fucking time on the Patriots, right? And I'm thinking, like, Jesus Christ, how much does that dude on the Patriots stink that he keeps falling for that? And lo and behold, I watched Vaughn Miller do it all game against the Carolina Panthers. And if you, I don't know if you noticed this. There's a lot of stats. How many times did you see Cam Newton celebrate? I, I got I, as far as I can remember, zero. He didn't do one of those little first down fucking point things. He didn't, not one kid got a ball. He never fucking ripped open off his suit to show the Superman S underneath. You know? Tell you right now, nobody's had more fun than fucking Cam Newton. You didn't see that once. Cam Newton had zero fun. In fact, if I remember correctly, because I had a lot of Budweiser's, um, <laughs> I probably drank as many Budweiser's as fucking Peyton Manning said he was going to drink um, by the fourth quarter. The only thing I remember Cam Newton doing was f- falling down when they missed the fucking, uh, when they missed that, uh, that field goal attempt. It just wasn't their fucking day, but he got mugged. Vaughn Miller, kid, just, just give me that fucking ball. So like fucking linemen running after like a bunch of crazed dogs or whatever that classic NFL quote goes. That was just complete fucking domination by the Denver Broncos defense uh, to the point. I think Peyton Manning only had about 40 more yards passing than I did. But you know what? When it counted, when it counted, he got it done. So uh, congratulations to them. And uh, I actually... I went against everything that I said. I not only I didn't tape the game, I forgot to tape it like a fucking asshole. And I went to a Super Bowl party, which I always say I'm not going, you know, because there's always 50 fucking people there and only like, you know, 12 of them give a shit about the game and everybody else is running around. And, you know, all, all the fucking shit that I fucking had a tampon up my ass about for fucking ever with those things. But I actually said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go to a party because, you know. I'm just not into the fucking game or whatever. And then I showed up and I realized I was totally into the game. And fortunately, the party I went to was great. Everybody was into it. Everybody was watching. People were saying stuff about the game that made sense. You know, it was football fans and the food was fucking tremendous. And um, had a great time. I got to tell you, going to the Super Bowl party, though, uh, something that I never noticed was... uh, the just general open hatred for Coldplay. <laughs> why does everybody hate Coldplay? Why does everybody hate that band? They're not that bad. Right? Everybody's, oh, dude, they're so fucking lame. They get like, they get like half like Nickelback hate. You know what I mean? Hang on a second. This fucking curtain's messed up. It's driving me fucking crazy. I'm going to stare at it the entire time. What is the problem? There we go. Sorry. I apologize. 
Yeah, so, so Coldplay comes out. I don't know what they were singing. They were jumping around a lot. I immediately left because I didn't want to watch Beyonce sass it up. You know what I mean? I just, I, I cannot. The same, you know, the way she behaves on stage is the way a lot of athletes behave after they make a great fucking play. And somewhere that, that happened during my lifetime. It went from fucking scoring a touchdown and just giving the ball to the ref to absolutely, you know, just fucking... I don't know what you do. You, you start line dancing and you just can't believe how amazing you are. Right. And everybody claims, oh, he's having so much fun. No, he isn't. He's marketing himself. He's whoring himself out right now. All right. You should literally have to put on a pair of fucking stilettos when you do it. Just walk the fucking block after you fucking dunk or, or score a touchdown or whatever. Right. So I didn't want to watch her. You know, you know, that fucking stupid walk that divas do. Well, they sort of stomp down the stage as they cross one leg over in front of them, swinging their fucking hips. I always just want somebody to just give them a big fucking leg sweep. That's me. You know what I mean? So I was like, I don't want to watch that shit. So Coldplay comes out, and everybody says, oh, God, Jesus Christ. He's, you know, no one wants to see him. It wasn't that bad, but he, he, I, I could feel it, you know? I just want to say, you know, I don't understand these fucking bands that sell millions and millions of fucking records, yet you cannot find one person that will admit that they're a fan, right? All you guys right now who are nodding your heads going, oh, yeah, they're so fucking lame. Scroll through your fucking phone right now. Go to the C's. Go down to C.O. You're going to find, you got one song, admit it. You, got, you must have one song, right? What's that one, their first hit? I was like, oh, what's my da, da, da. Look at me face as I walk down the beach <laughs> with all the things you do. And it was all yellow. I married a chick. She had yellow hair. I didn't wear a condom and then we're fucking divorced. And I'm still paying child support. Um, does he pay child support to her or is it the other way around? That's a close one. What's the name of that broad there that he married? Huh? She looks fucking moody. All those good looking chicks that do fucking yoga. They're, they're fucking basket running the other direction, you know, and they have like those stones that are for the chi and they put them around the fucking house. And I think they think that makes them spiritual. You just got to get the fuck away from them. You know, anybody with a yoga room. And, it, and it's at least an eight as far as being good looking. You just got to get the fuck away from them. You know, they're, they're too good looking to be spiritual. You know what I mean? You've never had to buy a drink for yourself in your life. I don't give a fuck how much yoga you do. You, you, you're not going to be able to have any sort of self analysis. You know? Like, I don't think the thought of, you know, maybe, maybe I was being a cunt there. I don't think that ever fucking goes through your head. Um, so I got to commend that guy in Coldplay for not writing a lot of angry songs. He just kind of has like, doesn't he just have nice songs? I think, that's, I think that's the big problem with that band. It's just nice, right? These things generally in a good mood. You know, the guy seems like a happy guy. That makes you pretty hateable. You know what I mean? But if you put on a fucking flannel jacket, right? Dressed like a lumberjack, you know, mocking that hard work as you go fucking sitting around eating your goddamn M&Ms in your green room. You come out and you send some, sing some miserable song, everybody likes you. All right? The fuck's that guy's name there sang all those songs? Ugh, Nirvana, right? That Kurt Cobain, man. Yeah, I, I really wish he didn't kill himself so I could trash him more. You know? Fucking guy. 
I wish I was like you. Easily amused. Hey, Kurt, you don't fucking know me. Go fuck yourself. What the fuck you think I'm doing? Staring at a dreidel over here? All amazed that it keeps spinning? I, I, I mean, this shit came out. I was like, is, this guy, is it me or is this guy the most condescending, condescending cunt ever? He comes out there, first fucking video. He's making fun of tap on solos like he could do it. He just didn't feel like doing it. Sorry, this, these are just the ramblings of a man who, who saw the beginning, the middle, and the end of hair metal, and he took it all seriously. <laughs> and that goddamn Nirvana. I just sounded like Giamatti in that fucking Howard Stern movie. Howard Stern, that goddamn motherfucker. Me and, me and DeRosa rewound that like 15 times. You know in the end of the movie when like Pig Vomit's career is just completely in the shitter and he's like standing outside? And he's just dumbfounded at the success that Howard's had. He's just, ah, Howard Stern. He just kind of looks away. That goddamn motherfucker. <laughs> um, anyways. I'm just saying, you know, how about in 2016? You know, there's so much, so many real things out there to get your passion up, up about. I don't think you should go around hating Coldplay. Oh, that poor bastard. That poor bastard got married to a beautiful woman that did yoga. Oh, my God. It's over. It's fucking over. Ugh. Some of those self-involved fucking human beings you're ever going to find in your life are going to be in that fucking stinky-ass yoga room. You know, speaking of which, I'm probably going to take a class this week. <laughs> no, my wife, she's staying with it, man. Seven days in, she's going to try to do yoga this whole fucking month, Right? And uh, she actually asked me, I can't remember if she asked me on the podcast, but she asked me, she goes, you want to go to one of my yoga classes? And I was like, nope. I was like, I'll do yoga, but I like doing it here at the house. You know what I mean? Where like, if I feel like stopping doing yoga, I can just hit pause on the audio, you know, go out and have some cereal and then come back and just immediately fast forward to the closing poses. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. I just hate how when you fucking go in there, they, they act like they have just the keys to happiness all the time, you know? And there's not one picture of anybody on the wall, you know, with these testimonies going like, you know, I was a really miserable cunt. And then I went down and I took fucking Sally Struthers yoga class here. And I don't know, she was just rambling and I was in down dog and all of a sudden it just clicked. And I have been so happy ever since, you know? I'm not saying yoga's overrated. I just don't need the fucking, I don't need the chatter from the instructor. Just tell me the next fucking pose to do and tell me to breathe. Okay? Stop with your, with your goddamn philosophies. You ever watch a cooking show and they just get off on these fucking tangents? It's like, will you just tell me the next ingredient? I don't even know where basil comes from and how they used to bring it over in wooden ships. I don't give a fuck. Right, it comes from, actually comes from Basil, Romania, which is how it got its name. Um, do you know the amount of people that are actually going to fucking waste their time tweeting me that there's no such thing as Basil, uh, Romania? You know, as if I don't know that that city is not in Italy. Um, <laughs> you know, somebody did to me the other day. They, I talk so much shit on this podcast. Like when people give me shit for stuff that I say, half the time I can't remember what they're talking about. So somebody tweeted at me, Twittered at me and said, uh, they said, you know, so I guess I supported something. Okay. For whatever reason, they, they took, 
my rambling seriously. And, and they said, uh, supporting blah, blah, blah. He said something, do your homework next time you support blah, 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 right? And then had a link. See, right, right out of the gate, I'm always like, who the fuck is this fucking asshole coming at me with that tone? You do your homework. Like, I work for you, you cunt, right? So he goes, do your homework. And whatever I said about something, his, 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 fuck, his homework was he sent me a, a link to an article in the New York Times. So that, that was his homework. He fucking looked at one periodical that leans completely one way politically. Right? The old liberal fucking uh, New York Times. So like, and I'm actually, I feel like I'm a liberal, right? But I would never just read the New York Times and just be like, well, there you go. That's evidently what's happening. You know how dumb that is? That would be like listening to this podcast and taking it seriously and wasting the fucking three minutes of your life to tweet me. Jesus, Bill, did you bring it all back around, you fucking old school cunt? Maybe I did. Maybe I did. How about Vaughn Miller, huh? You ever see a more deserving fucking MVP? He just, he mugged Cam Newton. He came right in, fucking Cam Newton, back to pass. Give me that fucking thing, right? He just ripped it right out of his fucking hands. Um, having said that, I think, uh, I think Cam Newton's actually going to definitely going to be back and he's going to win win a ring and i i said that on i tweeted that and everybody was like oh, everybody said that about fucking dan marino right that default fucking quarterback to shit on um cam newton actually has a fucking running game he actually has receivers he actually has a fucking unbelievable defense and a fucking contemporary coach dan marino had none of those things he had the receivers Dupa and Clayton, right? Other than, I'm not going to go through this again, okay? Just look up the fucking, look up running backs from 1983 to 1999 during, uh, during uh, Dan Marino's fucking career. I told you, Delvin Williams, Tony Nathan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the football player. He never, he never had his Edridge and James, his Tony Dorsetti. He never had that. Man, never had that shit, okay? I'm not saying Cam Newton has that, but he has enough of a fucking team around him. Whatever, keep talking shit. You wait. Cam Newton will be back. He needed that as a youngster. He had to feel that fucking awful, this is what it feels like to lose this fucking game. You know? You watch the next time he goes out there. He's going to fucking, uh, I don't know what he's going to do. Bill, you, you don't know what the fuck he's going to do. You guessed. You guessed and you guessed right. Right? Last year you thought Seattle was going to win and the fucking Patriots. Well, you know, you, you thought your own fucking team was going to lose. Um. All right, let me read a little bit of advertising. Let me stumble through some advertising here as I attempt to read out loud. Um, all right, where the fuck are we? All right. Oh, this isn't it. Oh, this isn't it. Oh, here we go. All right. Oh, Jesus. Here we It's that time of year. It's that time of year when you can say, get me some chocolate-covered strawberries, sherries, berries, everybody. Look, if you want to get us some fucking chocolates, just get us some chocolates. You know what I mean? Um, you know what? I've actually waited too long. There's a fucking place in South Dakota that has like the best fucking Deadwood that has some of the most insane fucking chocolates you're ever going to get. You know, you could do that, but it's too late now. So just remember that for next year. Okay, guys, if you want to win our heart back. Uh, Pro Flowers, Valentine's Day is this weekend. Oh, God, here we go again. Only XX days away. I love how they think I'm going to do the math. Uh, six days away. I did it for you. Huh? Tired of guessing wrong what she wants each Valentine's Day? 
See, you see what's in that copy right there? Oh, yeah, she didn't like, you got her a gift and what? She didn't like it. So then what? She didn't blow you. Jesus Christ. Why doesn't she just crank one of those music grinders and you dance around with a little monkey hat on? This, this is, I, I don't like any of this shit. All right, Valentine's Day, Pro Flowers. And Pro Flowers, they're here to take the guesswork out of it. Yeah, in case you couldn't figure out getting her flowers. Uh, Valentine's Day, trust the experts at Pro Flowers who give you the confidence that Valentine's Day is done right. Pro Flowers is offering my listeners and anybody else in the universe a dozen red roses plus a free vase, glass vase, and chocolates for just $29.99. Uh-oh, they're moving in on Sherry Barry's turf. Or really do it right and upgrade to the romantic long-stem roses with a premium vase, chocolates, and a spa kit for night just night night. Just $9.99. Sorry. Go to proflowers.com and use my code BURR. Sorry, I was just thinking. Is anything worse when a woman tries to be sexy and she isn't? She puts a long stem rose and she tries to do that Beyonce diva stomp over towards you. You know? She looks like she had some season in physical therapy. Uh, don't wait till this weekend. <laughs> Send them to her this week. When her coworkers gush over her gift, you know you did Valentine's Day right. Pro Flowers is quick, easy, and delivery for Valentine's Day is guaranteed. Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last seven days and your money back. It's a no-brainer. Like you give a shit after five days. Can't beat the price and convenience. Pro Flowers takes the care out of the detail. Go to proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the top right-hand corner and type in Burr. B-U-R-R. That's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone and type in my code Burr. Flowers and chocolates. There you go. Shut your goddamn fucking cake hole for the next goddamn year. All right. I'll read the rest of these later. Um, Look at my face, I got you some flowers and a box of chocolate and you won't blow me. What the fuck do I have to fucking do? What the fuck is the rest of my shit here? I just don't, I just don't understand where it goes. Where the fuck does it go? It should be right behind and it, it always just disappears. This is really annoying me. Oh, God, is that another fucking celebrity on the goddamn stump for a political candidate? Why, why do celebrities do that? It just makes me not want to vote for the person. Oh, look, the creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is going to tell me why I should vote for fucking uh, that fat guy in New Jersey, whatever the fuck his name is. He's got to have an H in his name. Like if I was on Wheel of Fortune, I just looked at his name. I, I, for some reason, H seems like a fat guy name, you know? Husky. Hash. Fat people eat hash. You know what I mean? You don't even know what kind. It's like a mystery meat, and they just fucking scramble an egg on top of it. You know what's funny? I eat hash. Is that a fucking... Is that a, a side piece meal? Or is that a fucking uh, side meal? Whatever the fuck you call it. Side dish? Is hash a side dish? Or is that a fucking... I, I have no idea. So many fucking meals when I was growing up, um, I found later were side dishes. Like, when I was growing up, mac and cheese was an entree. <laughs> My mother would just make a big fucking tray of it, and then she'd make some toast, and it was the shit. The Kraft macaroni and cheese, it was frozen, right? She did the old right there, Fred, threw it in the fucking... Threw it right in the fucking stove, right? She made it, like, golden brown on top. She'd take it out, scoop it out, and it's... the fuck out of my face, right? A little bit of toast, Right? Buttering the toast the way old school moms did. Every fucking inch of the goddamn piece of toast. 
had at least, you know, at least a quarter stick of fucking butter on it, you know? Remember all those fucking meals from the 70s? Chicken a la king, chip beef on toast. I've talked about this before, haven't I? Green bean casserole was just mushroom soup and they threw fucking green beans in it. Just heated it up. That was a fucking worst, man. I hated green bean casserole. I always had a strategy. That was either beginning or end. Anytime there was green, I was either getting it out of the fucking way or I was just going to put it off like a term paper. I swear to God, to this fucking day, man. It took me a long time to ever eat like mushroom soup again. You know, Paul Verzi thinks mushrooms are useless. Tell that to the druggies, man. He doesn't like mushrooms. He doesn't like corn. And he doesn't like peas. How do you not like peas, man? There's something fucking wrong with you. Right? If you got, if you got mashed potatoes, right, that are made right, okay, and then you, and you take the fucking the spoon, right, and you mush it down, and then you take a big clump of butter, even though you already put butter in it, you drop it on there, you put salt and pepper on that, and then you got some peas right next to it. Get the fuck out of here. Paul Versey, why do I hang out with that guy? How do, you, how do you hang out with somebody that doesn't like peas? You know, God help that bastard if he ever goes to fucking Scotland, you know? They're mushy peas. Um, anyways, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. Um, you know, I got my car all fixed up, right? I got it all fixed up, got all the dents taken out of it, and I fucking backed into something yesterday. Not hard. And by something, I mean somebody else's car. <laughs> <laughs> not hard but hard enough i just put a couple of hack marks i didn't do anything to their car they of course had a fucking suv so you know they're like a dentist or something and it had like this this fucking license plate holder thing that just dug right into my bumper so it's already a little hacked up but uh i don't know you know what's funny ever since i uh, the prius right i used to be really good at backing up and shit but ever since they got like that backup camera like, I, I find myself not even looking anymore. I've become worse at it. You know what I mean? It's like when you start delegating power. You ever have a job and you just start delegating power, and then all of a sudden you're just sitting behind your desk, and you're like, I really have nothing to do here. And then you look up, and there's your superior standing there in the doorway. Uh, what are you doing today? You start shuffling some papers, and next thing you know, you get laid off, right? You just delegated enough fucking power. That's what I've done with that, that backup camera. I've delegated so much of my fucking senses to make sure I don't run over somebody. I really shouldn't say this because if I ever fucking hit somebody, how bad would that be if they played my own podcast in court, right? Uh, Your Honor, uh, we'd like to submit into evidence, uh, Exhibit A, uh, the podcast. From uh, February the 8th. 2016, where he clearly states that the man does not even look behind his calf when he backs up. Cleo, what's the matter? What's the matter, buddy? Do you know I, um... Is somebody here, Cleo? Who's here, Cleo? Who's here? Who's here, Cleo? Huh? You want to eat somebody? You're wagging your tail, though. You never know. All right, buddy, relax. Now that I got you all amped up. Huh? Nia, is there somebody here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you 
know what's funny about being married? Aside from the fact that you got to whisper on your own podcast sometimes just to make your day easier, it's just the ups and downs. You know what I mean? You can see it in your wife's eyes. Some days she knows why she marries you, married you, and then other days she's like, what the fuck did I hitch my wagon to? And I know it's early. I know it's early in the day, but I'm feeling like it's going to be one of those what the fuck did I marry day. Cleo, get up here. Come here. Get up here. Come on. How are you, buddy? Huh? Lay down. Could you lay down? Thank you. Jesus. Do you do anything easy, dude? Fucking thing just collapses down on me. Um, well, do your homework, man. All right, let's, uh, let's read a couple of questions here for this week. Was there anything else? Oh, I don't know. I was talking about uh, celebrities talking about fucking candidates. It's like, why the fuck do you think I need... Like, I'm undecided, and then, like, the guy who created Jag comes on TV, or, like, one of the stars. You know? They're always out there fucking... I don't, what are they doing? What are you doing? You're an actor. You're a writer. The fuck do you know about running the country? Shut up. Stop ruining the candidate that I like. Right? I like Bernie Sanders because he reminds me of an old fucking club owner that I had. And when he, get, when he gets mad and he starts screaming and yelling, this is a clip of him yelling at Alan Greenspan when he was running the Federal Reserve. And it's a classic fucking clip put on the fucking internet with like Bernie Sanders takes the fucking, you know, whatever, the fucking guy from uh, uh, the, the big bank there. I just said it. The Federal Reserve. Yeah. He takes him to task. Right. So he's reading the guy, the riot act. And it's this amazing clip. And right when it goes for the other guy to respond, the fucking thing ends. It's like, well, I want to hear what the other guy said. Why am I yelling this week? I want to hear what the other guy says. You know? What kind of a fucking dope just watches that clip and then doesn't try to find, you know, what the guy from the Federal Reserve said? Right? The guy should at least be able to, to you know, point, counterpoint. It's kind of like that cunt who sent me that thing, like, oh, do your homework, and he just sends me the thing from the fucking New York Times. I like the New York Times. But I would never just read something that they said and be like, oh, well, well there you go, shit. That's all I need to know. Isn't that right, Cleo? We'll exhale into the mic. I've been really doing really good about keeping my energy low, trying to around the dog um, to get it to be a little more, a little more mellow. You're still trying to eat the guests. Um, am I torturing you guys with the fucking thing? You know what? That's the only Coldplay song I know. I know there's some other ones. I'd go see those guys in concert. You know what I mean? Watching some soccer moms losing their fucking minds. Huh? Doing some fucking dance moves from the fucking... Well, wait a minute. They're actually be younger than me. The hell am I talking about? I think I need to shut the fuck up. You know? I think in general. I think in general, Bill. I think in general, you might need to shut the fuck up. Um, no, I'm actually psyched because uh, I was trying to write this thing, and I just kept uh, procrastinating. All right, Cleo, I'll see you. Um, I kept procrastinating. I finally just said, fuck it. And uh, I just broke it down into three segments. And over the course of like four days, I was able to finish it. And now it's fucking done. And it's like this giant weight off my chest. And I don't have to do shit today. And uh, I'm, oh, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm actually bringing my truck over. My old truck. I, I found this um, 
this uh, spare tire assembly. You know, a lot of them don't have it. Um, at least mine didn't have it. And I was able to find it. It was off this guy's F-250 that he was going to fix up. I just kept offering him money for it. He goes, no, nah, I don't want to get rid of it. And I finally way overpaid for it. And I got it. And they uh, powder coated it, whatever the fuck that means, to match, didn't match my truck and everything. So finally, I'm actually going to have a spare tire underneath the fucking thing the way it's supposed to. And uh, like, that's my fucking day. That's all I got to do today. You know why? Because I sat down and I got that fucking thing done. Although the door locks in my fucking house, I still haven't done. I bought the shit premium paint remover and epoxy remover, whatever the fuck that is. I got my little brush. I'm going to try to get that fucking lock out today. Because I told you I got this old ass house, as I've mentioned a zillion times, and I want the, the interior door locks to work because I think it would be fucking hilarious if when I left one time, if I locked all the fucking doors in the house. And then somebody broke into my house in every fucking room. They had to like try to break down another door. They just go to turn it. They're just like, fuck, man, this door's locked. Let's go around the other side. Fuck. You know, 10 minutes in, they're not even trying to be quiet. And we were like, dude, what the fuck? The fuck does this guy got in there? Right. And then, then he goes in and I just have, you know, a bunch of fucking hats and t-sh- free T-shirts from fucking comedy shows. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's such a f- an intelligence to just not having really anything of value in your house. You know what I mean? I got a couple of fucking like antique tables and shit like that. Stuff that I kind of like. But who the fuck's going to steal that? A little cat burglar coming out with a fucking table on his back. You know, they like the fucking, uh, they like the little shit. They come in wearing their yoga pants, right? Repelling down from the fucking roof. I just think it would be hilarious Who's getting who? The, the ultimate thing is if you had like security in your fucking house, right? And somebody comes in, right? And they get to that certain point. I know I've seen this in movies. And all of a sudden, there's just that metal thing comes down. So then they can't leave. Just right. And they're sitting there fucking panicking. You know what I mean? I always thought that that would be great. And then like, I was thinking like in like a giant room, right? When they're in the living room or some shit, like all of a sudden they can't fucking get out and they're freaking out. Then they're just sitting there. And they think worst case scenario is that the cops are showing up and they're going to get fucking arrested. And they're kind of mentally giving themselves into that. And then you, you just like, you have like a cobra, right? And you just fucking let it in the room. You know, but generally speaking, those things aren't that fast. You just have it, just, just, maybe you defang the fucking thing. Well, that's not, that's cruelty to animals, right? But it's a reptile. They're not really animals, right? Um, no, you don't. You just let the fucking thing come in there. Just showing the hood. Nobody can fucking hiss like a goddamn reptile, man. You ever go to those alligator farms when you're down in Florida? You know what I mean? And you, first of all, you're looking at the people who go in there, and you're like, dude, half of these people have murdered somebody and fed their victim to one of these fucking things. I mean, just Florida is just, especially in the northern part of Florida, I mean, it just gets really fucking shady. Um, but when you hear those fucking things, when they hiss at each other, Jesus Christ. I mean, it just taps into back. I think that's just shit that's left over from when you were a caveman. You know what I mean? Like, just like, I can't even explain that. Like, when I went, I was, where the fuck was I? I can't remember. I went to a classic one, too. I think it was just outside of Tampa. No, maybe not. It was right up the road in Miami or just south. It's that one that has the alligator mouth that you, you walk right into, Right. And I heard that thing fucking hiss. And dude, from that tip of my head to the end of my toe, well, tip of my toes to the top of my head, I fucked that up. It just went just fucking like, 
I can't explain the feeling. Just that, that feeling when you lean back in a chair and you almost fall. Like my entire body did that. And the thing was way far away from me. And I knew logically that it couldn't get to me. But I still think that from all those years of when we just walked around living in caves, that your body's just still trained that if, if it hears that fucking noise. That reminds me when I saw this three-toed sloth one time. I was in uh, Costa Rica, right? And we were taking this zip line tour. Um, it was like the most northern tip of, of the fucking rainforest. And the guide, you know, these fucking trees were unbelievable. It was like we were like, it felt like we were 150 feet in the air. And we weren't even mid-tree. You looked up, it was like another 300 feet above you. It was fucking unbelievable. It was a, uh, other than the fact that we were there, you know, doing a zip line tour and shit and had cell phones and stuff, it was a fucking paradise. So this guy did it every day, so he knew where this three-toed sloth was, and he looked up and he made this noise of, uh, I forget what the bird is called. It's not an albatross, but it does begin with an A and has a giant wingspan. And they're not even in that area anymore because we killed all of them. But to this day, he imitates it. And the second he fucking imitated the thing, the fucking three-toed sloth just like got up and started fucking looking around and then looked down at us like, dude, what the fuck? You know, just be like, dude, don't do that. It's not funny. Right. Because I guess those birds are so fucking big that they would swoop down into the trees and with their talons, they would just fucking just basically grab these fucking monkeys and just yank them out of the tree and you're just completely fucked. Jesus Christ, those poor things, man. What a fucking way to go. Can you imagine being that fucking slow? Actually, I can't. I'm a classic white guy. I can't jump, can't fucking run fast. None of that shit, right? Um, doesn't understand dancing. Um, by men, anyways. Um <laughs> Um, then I don't even care if you're good at it. I don't even care if you're good at it. I just don't get it. It just makes me laugh. When I see a man dancing, it just makes me fucking laugh. I'm sorry. It's really immature, and I, and I need to grow up when it comes to that, but I'm, I'm just being honest. So anyways, I just can't imagine being that fucking thing. Like, as slow and as fucking awful as I am, I just can't imagine if there was... Can you imagine if there was just some giant bird and you were on its fucking menu... And you lived outside in fucking trees where birds are. Jesus fucking Christ. The amount of times you're just sitting there as a three-toed sloth, just chilling, talking to a buddy of yours, going like, hey, man, what do you think in the next couple of days? Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe we could uh, go to that branch over there. And your buddy's sitting there talking to you, being like, oh, man, maybe, uh, maybe like, uh, maybe like next Thursday. And it's Thursday, and all of a sudden, ah! this fucking thing just grabs your friend. And, and, and you think your friend is just fucking gone. Just gone. You just see him disappear. Ah! Whatever monkeys do. And then you're fucking sitting there. Like, what the fuck? Right? Your heart racing like you just did some blow, but you only got the speed of a fucking three-toed sloth. And you just sit there with the other three-toed sloths doing what? Just looking at each other like, you know, thank God that wasn't me, but what the fuck? Please make it quick. Just fucking <laughs> slice the thing's neck already. Sorry, man. I just had a lot of empathy when I saw that. The way the fuck it, 
It's almost like you had to see the fucking thing's face. When he made that noise, when he fucking looked around and then looked down and saw that it was us, you should have seen the look on this fucking thing's face. It was just like, I swear to God, if it could have shit on us, it would have. And you know what? We would have deserved it. Well, at least the guy who did it would have. Um, all right, enough about three toasts lost. Let me, uh, let me get into fucking reading here. Why do I always have to fucking do this? Type in my fucking password. Hey, does anybody know how, how do I get my computer to fucking link up with iTunes? I actually watched a video on it. The kid's going, yeah, you go right over here and you click on this thing. And it's like, I didn't have that. I must have a different version than him. Um, all right, here we go. Let's get into some of the reads here. Or should I just finish with the advertising? Let's just finish the advertising. Let's get the fucking bullshit out of the way first. And we'll get into some of the questions for the week. All right. Uh, I already did plural flowers. All right, let's get to the questions for this week. Okay, trusting water. Hey, Billy Filterface. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, don't trust drinking water. I don't trust drinking water. He goes, my friends think I'm nuts. They always point to the fact that public drinking water is tested time and time again. Now this Flint, Michigan fiasco, uh, it surfaced that officials lied about testing did slow drip tests from faucets in order to get lower levels of whatever horse shit shouldn't have been there to begin with and even wrote it off because most complaints weren't were coming from minorities. Dude, how do you do that and go to sleep at night? How do you do that? How do those companies that do that fracking? And I'm not saying, I don't know anything about fracking, but you know, I've seen that in some cases it's fucked up to drinking water. How do you not go, oh my God, we fucked up. What do we do here? Oh my God, we like so fucked up. I'm the worst. But I'm just, how do you, how do you, I don't know. I don't know how you fucking do that. The best water comes in glass and is fresh from a natural spring that doesn't neighbor a Dow chemical plant. I stick to this as much as possible. I know I'm not nuts. I saw a civil action with John Travolta in the theater once. I saw, oh, a civil, about 20 years ago, and it's haunted me since. What's your level of trust when it comes to, to water, and what kind of water do you drink? Thanks for the Thursday podcast. Love the music. Uh, that's Andrew Themelis. Um, go check. Go check in on yourself. All right. Uh, I don't know. I, what is my feelings on it? Um, yeah, it's probably a scam or whatever. I, I really feel that like, I try to be as healthy as I can. I have this weird thing where, you know, I'm trying to be healthy and live as long as I can while I also feel that, like, most people on earth dying would be a great thing. Um, Cause I just think we're, yeah, we were just putting too much stress on all the, on the natural resources. I believe that personally I do now. Have I read enough? No. Do I know what I'm talking about? No, it's just what I, I do what you guys do. I, I get a little bit of information and I just run with it in my brain. Um, and then someone reprimands me on fucking Twitter. <laughs> do your homework, man. Um, I actually had an acting gig with one person one time and they, they, they actually got their water delivered. Um, and rather than being in those giant plastic fucking things that you got to tip upside down, they actually were in glass, um, which who, anything tastes better in a glass. It always does. Beer in a bottle tastes better than beer in a can. Personally, I feel it does. Um, but as far as where they get the water. I don't think it matters as long as they fucking treat it, right? Does it? I it can't. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I have no idea. I try to drink water. 
as much as I can when I'm not fucking boozing. But uh, no, I don't have any faith in anything anymore. I, I don't. I went to this little fancy fucking pet store today to get my dog some food. And they were like, are you in our system? And I'm like, no, I'm not. And they go, okay, just so you know, whenever you want to be in the system, well, you get a 5% discount every time. And I just want to be like, yeah, and what do you get out of it? What do you get out of it? You know, you sell my fucking information to somebody and they always go, well, no, we don't. Well, I know you don't. Why would you do that? Why would you just give me a 5% fucking discount forever? That means you're either marking the shit up. There's no fucking way. Nobody goes out of their way to fucking make 5% less on some shit. You know, forever. I could say, hey, we're having a sale. You get people in there. And, hey, they kind of get used to going to the store. And then you phase it out. You get 5% off every fucking time. You know? I think being a paranoid cunt works. It really does. Except sometimes in relationships it isn't. I said, who is he? He was just a guy at the post office. I gave him the mail. Um, all right, turn off, turn offs. Hey, Billy Buttercups, my friend and I were having a discussion about what turns us off about girls. The usual gross things and physical appearance things came up. Uh, I threw out, I threw out there, yeah, and I hate it when girls throw themselves at you, with the disclaimer that if you're, if you're equality, if you're equally as into the girl, it's not a problem. What do you think about this? Is it me or does it feel weird when a girl just puts it all out the out there? You said out that. Out there and starts casually mentioning her vag because she thinks it's going to interest you or something. Some of my friends thought I was nuts. The others sort of agree. Thanks and go crush yourself. Um It all depends. It all depends on the on the person. You know what I mean? Generally speaking, if you just meet somebody, you know, and you have no idea who they are and they just start throwing themselves at you, you know, and you look how I look, you're like, I don't think this is her first rodeo. It makes me nervous. That would make me very nervous as far as like, uh, what's that Beach Boys song? She's been around all over town. Oral copulates on only the third day. Um, I would, uh, yeah, I, I can see what that would, that would freak you out. But if, um, you know, I don't know. She's like in her thirties and she's just like, look, I'm, you know, I'm not looking for a relationship. Just want to kind of, you know, just kind of be fuck buddies here. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. That's what I do too. I go, yeah. You know, that always turns the ladies on. Nothing gets them turned on like cracking your voice. Yeah. Does that feel good? Um, <laughs> that just made me completely think, forget what I was going to say. Oh, fuck. I had a funny story, too. God damn it. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I don't like when women try to be dominant either. You know what I mean? They just, I don't know. They fucking, they get on top of you and they're like grabbing your wrists. And they got that stupid look on their face. And you're just thinking like, you know, if I wanted to, I could just throw you off the bed. Not for nothing. But if you're into it. Um, yeah, I understand what you're saying here. Uh, if it's all how they do it. If they just coming up confident, they're into you. Yeah. But if they just start talking about their fucking hoo-ha. Yeah. A lot of it is the same. It'd be like for a woman. If a guy just came out, and he just flops his dick on the bar. Huh? Who wants it? Come and get it. 
Um, yeah, I would think that would turn anybody off. All right, global warming scam. Um, all right, global warming scam. Okay, this is like a, something that people keep sending me. Um, and they keep sending it to me as if my opinion has any sort of scientific background. Uh, I'm just basing it on scientists. <laughs> That's all I'm basing it on. And that fucking two and a half times the size of Texas and two miles deep swirl of garbage in the fucking Pacific Ocean. That how just about every fish has some degree of plastic in their fucking system. Uh, okay, but even but none of that has to do with temperature. Love your show. It's really refreshing to hear someone in show business actually talk about some very important social pertinent things. When the fuck do I ever do that? Like what, football? Three-toed sloths? Flopping your dick on the bar? This, these are important to you? Um, I agree with everything you talk about on your show. I don't need you to. He goes, except, or she says, he or she, except global warming. The global warming scam is another system of control. I agree we should stop using oil and coal. These carbon sources are highly polluting and release toxins and mercury into the biosphere, but this has nothing to do with global warming. I know you love documentaries. Ah, God, can, can you guys just stop being a... Maybe I'm taking it in a cunty way. I know you love documentaries. God knows you don't read. Ah, he's probably right. Uh, look up global warming swindle on YouTube. A little taste into global war- the global warming rat hole. There's a ton of other information on the web that exposes this bullshit scam. Good luck and looking forward to hear what you have to say about this. See, I don't get that. I'm supposed to just look up a bunch of shit that all agrees with the other side and then the other side's wrong? That's like me saying to you, look up all this shit about global warming and how we're affecting the climate. And I'm looking forward to see what you have to say. Um, I would think that uh, the fact that in France, all the leaders of the world just got together with all these scientists and all that. And even on the right, they have been saying it's bullshit from day one. From day one, they were saying it's fucking bullshit. Um, even they finally came out and they said, yeah, it's, we are affecting it. And then they were like, but it's too late to do anything now. Like that's what they came out with. So why would they be doing that? Why would they, why would, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying that they're doing it to try to control us. That's such a long way to go, isn't it? Can't they just control us by scaring the shit out of us? The normal way? Like, oh, there's this group of people that doesn't have planes or a boat, and they're coming over here to get us. Like they've been doing for 15 fucking years. Can't they just do that? Um, I'll watch those things, but I, w- I would like to know who paid for those, who financed those documentaries. Because if they're companies that are getting attacked for it, you know, there's obviously you know, getting attacked for the pollutants that they're putting into the atmosphere, then, you know, they could be going, well, we need to get this off of us by putting the real information out there. But generally speaking, I, I, as a rule, I don't believe corporations. I just don't. People in general. I mean, I'm full of shit, right? Why the fuck would I believe? Uh, I'll watch it. You know what? I ho- you know what? This is the thing. I actually hope you're right. Because then I can have a lot less guilt and just go out and buy some fucking... 
Goddamn V8, man. Get out there and fucking drive around, do some donuts. Uh, P.S. Global warming carbon credits are controlled by the same crooked bankers that are fucking up the world economy. Well, I kind of think like the bankers, don't they control everything? They kind of own everything, right? Are we still making payments on the White House? Do they have to refinance that? I know it burned down in the 1800s. Who knows? Um, new girlfriend bullied by friend's girlfriend. Okay, so your new chick gets bullied by... Who's friend? Well, I guess I got to read it. All right. I wanted your advice on something minor, yet difficult for me to figure out on how to approach. I've just done pretty well for myself getting a beautiful girl recently. Like she's physically attractive and has an ass I could balance a beer on. Good for you. Anyway, our friend, our friend group is a pretty good size, even though some of our friends have moved 30 minutes to an hour away. But a problem came up recently. A friend of mine from out of town recently came by with his girlfriend, and after a night out of drinking, my girlfriend informed me his girlfriend bullied her and treated her like shit in high school. All right, well, that was a long time ago. Oh, that's the next thing. He goes, I told her that was a long time ago. That's what I would have said. He goes, we're 26 now, and that she shouldn't, should try to approach her, to which she replied that when the girl in question said hello to me, she looked at her and just walked away. Told her that was a long time ago. Wait, wait, wait. And that she should approach her. To which my girlfriend replied that when the girl in question said hello to me, she looked at her and just walked away. Wait, who walked away? That when the girl in question said hello to me. Dude, I don't know who's saying what here. She also told me her high school was quite small and the girl in question and many others made it hell for her. Here's my question for the freckled fucko of L.A. How would you approach this situation? Keep in mind, I'm not the best of buds with the dude. We're just in the same friend circle. Well, what happened? You're 26. You're probably going to see her like what? Once every couple of fucking weeks. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's a problem. I, I would just look at her and just be like, hey, can you stop fucking making a big deal out of nothing? Huh? Before I stick your fucking head and I stick it in the cupboard. Hey, you start bullying her. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I, I would just be like, um, yeah, I would just say, look, you're 26 years old. High school ended eight years ago. Um, I just let it go because she doesn't give a fuck. Bullies never remember the shit that they did to you. And she's probably jealous because you're beautiful with an ass she can balance a drink on, right? That's probably what it is. I don't know. In the meantime, why don't you take some uh, jujitsu classes? All right? Little Israeli uh, fucking martial arts. I always want to take that shit, you know? Little jujitsu and then that fucking Israeli, whatever that Israeli martial arts shit is. The fuck is that shit called? I don't, I don't even fucking know. I always just thought, like, that shit is just like, you know, because of the level, the stakes going on over there. Like, there's just, there's no, I guess they're all efficient. I don't know fucking shit about fighting, but I just felt like that that would be the shit, you know, just because of where Israel is and how they never have planes get hijacked or anything. They just got shit on lockdown. You would think that their martial arts would, they would be, they would definitely be, a lot of interesting, I would think, eye gouging, just fucking, you take your fucking index and your middle finger and you just fucking, 
They probably know how to do that, that MacGruber throat snatch thing, you know? <laughs> Snatching throats. Um, anyways. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not, I'm not good at that shit, dude. I, if, if you haven't noticed, I don't know a lot about women. I really don't. Like, I, I grew up, you know, uh, with way too many. It was, it was not balanced. You know what I mean? It was not. Uh, it was just fucking. I don't know. To this day, it's, it's still. I mean, I had all brothers for the most part, and then the dog. Even the dog was a fucking boy. You know what I mean? It was just total overload of testosterone. And then my mom and we lived up on a busy street, so we just all interacted with each other. And um, yeah, this is one of those fucking. This is one of those, that's one of those chick moments where I'm just really bad. I'm just like, uh, well, did she try to punch you? Did she ever beat you up before? Then like, what's the fucking problem? Just tell her to go fuck herself, right? You don't understand. You don't get it. God, it's so frustrating. I know, I know it's not you. I know it's not you. I know you're trying and I appreciate that. I just feel like, and they start talking to me and I sit there and I'm nodding and I'm listening and just over their shoulder, there's a TV with a game on and I start looking at it, looking at them. Yeah. Start acting like I'm rubbing my forehead, you know, blocking their view of one of my eyes so I can look at the fucking TV. I start doing that shit and then eventually I get busted and then they get mad. You don't even care. Um, anyways, if you would like to donate to this podcast, it's very easy to do. It won't cost you any money. It just costs you an extra couple of clicks of the index finger. You just go to billbird.com and uh, you click on the podcast page. There's a link to Amazon. Next time you want to buy something on Amazon, you can do this. You just click on it. And I get credit for driving traffic to Amazon. And what, if you buy something, they kick me a couple of bucks or whatever. And, uh, and then I used to kick it to this fucking charity that people sent me enough shit that said it was a scam. So now I give it to St. Jude. St. Jude's. Um, that's what I try to do. I give a portion of the proceeds. <laughs> Well, what portion, Bill? We talking like an NFL portion? No, way better than the NFL. I take 10% and I throw it to the fucking, uh, to St. Jude's. All right, that's pretty good, right? Considering fucking the NFL does what? What do they do? They do like 3% of that $100 jersey and then they give it to the pink lady. So she can go out and get herself a pink Cadillac. All right, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Once again, uh, congratulations to the uh, Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning. It was so fucking great to see that guy go out a winner, man. Um, I did not want to see him, you know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, just, I didn't want to see him get fucking. I didn't want to see him get his fucking ass kicked to get on a Super Bowl. I really did not want to see that. And uh, my condolences to the Panther fans. You know, you guys had a hell of a season. Um, Riverboat Ron Is that his name Someone's tweeting me Says, Is that the best Fucking nickname in sports I didn't even know The guy's name To be honest with you But I saw him on the sideline At one point in the second quarter And I said to my buddy I go That guy looks like The winning coach Of a Super Bowl um, That's what I felt like When I saw the guy So obviously you guys Are going to be back A lot of times You get there And you don't win it The first time And then you remember What that feeling's like And then you come back And um, I don't know You guys should be alright You'll get one Right Look at old Peyton Manning. He fucking hung in there. He got one. John Elway came in there. This Denver's the fucking place to go for old fucking quarterbacks to get one more. What do you guys think? Do you think he retires? He should. He should. There's already rumors that he's going to be coming out here to the Los Angeles Rams, you know, which would be very Joe Namath. 
Joe Willie. Joe Willie ended. That's actually that's a good fucking quiz. Huh? You name Hall of Fame quarterbacks in teams that they ended with. Joe Namath ended with the Rams. Johnny John Unitas. Johnny Unitas ended with San Diego, I believe. Um It's hard, man. Once they once they fucking disappear and they go off the fucking radar. Let's pick another one here. Drew Bledsoe. Who did he finish with? Drew Bledsoe went to the Bills, then he went to the Cowboys, and I want to say he went somewhere else. Brett Favre, where did he end? Vikings. Who was going to go to the Vikings at the end of his career at the last second said, fuck that, I'm not doing it, and was a smart move. I mentioned him earlier. Dan Marino. Dan Marino had an offer, and he said, no, fuck it. I'm not doing it. And what's great is all of his highlights, he's wearing the Dolphins uniform. He doesn't have that sad, you know, the last team I fucking played for uniform. Emmett Smith, where did he finish? Huh? Arizona. Franco Harris. Seattle Seahawks. You know what? I think I invented a good drinking game. Right? You just go through... Then somebody's got to look it up, and that means somebody knows all the answers. You know what? I think I just thought I had a great idea, but I didn't. All right, go fuck yourselves. I'll check in on you on Thursday. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. I love when you do that. Oh, okay. I thought I was like, hey, Bill, take the reins. It's all you. No, no, no. I love when you do it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Anything Better podcast show with your hosts, me, Paul Verzi, over here, Bill Burr over there. Over there. How you doing? We got the Greek freak, Andrew Themlis, and of course, the newest addition to the show this year, Jake the Snake, out there from a disclosed area with all of his knowledge. Hot take, Jake. He's clean shaven, too, the week of the Super Bowl. You know why? All those (laughs) NFL heads, he had to go into the casino, he had to go over to the Tangiers. Let him know what he thought about the games. Yeah, he took his glasses off so they didn't. T- so they weren't scared of him. That's right. They got him in the book. He's banned. He's banned over there. How much he fucking beats the book up. Uh, um, all right, everybody. Before we get started, we got to obviously shout out our great sponsor. It's BetMGM, everybody. And you guys know how to do it. Uh, there's something really cool right now. If you bet $5, you get 158 I don't know why they picked 158 for $5, but that's what they did. Place Analytics. Your- yeah, it's, <laughs> place your first bet with BetMGM Sportsbook uh, wager in your mobile application. At least $5, you'll receive $158 instantly um, in winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. You download the BetMGM app from uh, the uh, BetMGM.com. You sign up, you deposit $5 uh, in your newly created account. Place a wager in the amount of at least $5 at standard odds price once you uh, place the bet, you receive 158 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager. And Andrew, that bonus code is Burr, B-U-R-R, or they added numbers to that. What are we doing? Andrew, sleep at the wheel. Counting his trust funny, fun money. Oh, his, his mic is out. You're, mute. you're I mean, muted. You're he's muted. He's having a rough day. I mean, this kid. It's uh, it's Burr. It's, it's okay. B U B U R R five dollars gets you one hundred and fifty eight in bonus bets. I mean, listen, that one week there's no NFL. Our our producers out there, he's out there in Beverly Hills. He's got his feet up. Don't think I didn't see that drink. Hey, those trust fund kids don't get up till noon. 
<laughs> the show always throws him off. He's like, yeah, there's no game this week. I can throw. I can. <laughs> Um, so Beverly Hills time. He's walking the flats with his little uh, French bulldog. All right, All right, Bill. We're not going to obviously pick the game because we're doing that live at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM Grand on Friday night. But what are your what are your initial thoughts here? What my your- initial thoughts are the Kansas City Chiefs are getting points. What am I, crazy? It's the biggest gift I've ever seen in my life. And, until somebody stops these guys. And yeah. I am so excited, Paul to be going to this game because I'd never seen Patrick Mahomes live. All right, Paul? And I, I don't hate on greatness. If this guy gets his third ring, it's like I'm watching greatness here. You know, I got to be honest. That kind of hurt me, man. That hurt Why? me because I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to say this is the first Super Bowl. I'm going with my dear buddy. We never did this. We've been to Kentucky Derby. And you went right to Paul, you. I've been texting you all week on how much fun are we going to have. I, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm can kidding. I just – can we make it about Patrick Mahomes just for one second before I get back to you? Um. <laughs> No. Um, yeah, I just think of on paper, you look, you got a team being led by, they're evenly matched. I mean, the spread is very small. And, okay, the way the game is and the way the rules there are, it's it's definitely pro-offense. They want offense. Paul, they want points. They want DJs. They want Taylor Swift. They're, tr- they're, they're trying to expand their brand. So you got to look at the quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy. Okay, they're not even they're not even in the same class at this point. I'm not saying Brock Purdy can't get there someday. Who knows? Who knows, Paul? Maybe, maybe, maybe Patrick Mahomes is Kurt Warner. And this is a young Tom Brady, the greatest show on turf, and he knocks him off. But until then, Paul, you know, my heart wants San Francisco, but my money, Paul. My money, I gotta go with Kermit the Frog and in, in the uh the Kansas uh, City Chiefs. What happened, Paul? You're you're uh, you're, you're blurry there. So I agree with everything you and said. And the biggest gangster in show business, I, Taylor I, Swift, killing I Live Nation and all these guys. Dude, Big fan. A lot of places going to be, let's be honest, place going to be packed with talent. Don't forget, Usher's doing halftime. I heard he's bringing out Ludacris, Little John. I mean, it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be a spectacle. Um, I can't get too hammered because I got a special to shoot in a couple weeks here. So I got to be. So how uh, does that work with you, Paul, with your your... You know, women have to worry about period weight. Yeah. Guys, for us, that's alcohol. You go yeah. there and you have a couple, two or three. Well, the nice Do you thing go is behind a dumpster afterwards. You go old school actress. No, 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 no. I haven't been drinking a lot and I haven't been smoking a lot. And I've kind of picking and choosing. But the Super Bowl is obviously and I've been crying be every day. <laughs> <laughs> I need this weekend. No, um, <laughs> no, no. You know We're how it is. Our phones. We're not calling the wives. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy, there was no service. I swear to God, I mean, you got it's the Super Bowl. I mean, it's everybody's trying to feed in on the same dude. The satellite was busted. Everybody, hey, I, imagine how upset I was <laughs> walking down the street with all those giant stupid drinks. You didn't think I wanted to talk to you right before kickoff? Um, no. So here's the deal. I'm trying to get the weight down. We're oh, we're gonna be going into saunas. We're going into steams. Oh yeah. But I agree with everything you said, but I do have to say. I heard Peter Schrager say this on Good Morning Football, and I think he might be right. I think on paper, the 49ers are stacked more. It's just the defense of the of On the paper, 49ers are stacked every freaking week, and they have yet to have a good playoff game. It's true. It's okay, true. they fell behind two teams they should have kicked the shit out of. All right? Oh, and I know they came back, and everybody's all well with the end of the fucking day, but it's just like, well, Paul, what are we doing here? The Lions. Okay, it's like my Celtics, Paul. I'm telling you, I did not like that game against the Lakers. 
when LeBron and AD didn't play. I was at that game with my brother. Yeah, and it's just like we didn't show up. We should have been like, great, you're not going to play. We're going to beat you by 30. Instead, be like, well, they're not there. I don't, you can't get the competitive pilot light to turn on. That's not the kind of team that's going to win a championship. We should have been in killer mode. We're like, I don't care if your children are out here. We're stepping on them and we're dunking on them because you're wearing that Laker jersey. That's what should have happened. We should have came out with the same fucking passion as those those players that came off the bench for the Lakers trying to prove that they deserve to be there. They came to, to play basketball, Paul. You know what? You we got the to, shit kicked out of us. Dude, and you know who else came to play? You on this show today because you were fired up, and now I see you sipping the coffee, and now I know why. It's all PEDs, Paul. It's all PEDs. <laughs> no, you're and PEDs, I will go in front Paul. of Congress, and I will talk about how podcasters are drinking way too much coffee. I'll go Raphael Palmero on them. Here's one prop bet that I would bet. This would be a Verzi bet that I'm going to do in Vegas. I'm going to stack money on it. Our listeners, take it or leave it. I definitely think Mahomes is going for over 300 yards, and I think I'm going to put a significant amount of change on that. Yeah, and and, and Kelsey's going to be inexplicably wide open. And at some point, you just have to be like, this guy knows NFL defense. Because you always have to go, how is he that? Like, oh, my God, Mahomes to to – to Kelsey, what a surprise. How is he that open? And it's yeah. just, dude, I, I don't know, man. Some of these defenses, every week you just see it. Because he thought he had help over the top, and he didn't. You know, the, the quarterback looked the safety off, and, and there's just some A-list, top-shelf wide receiver just going like this with nobody near him. I think Kelsey is deceivingly fast and has wide receiver moves too. And I think he just knows how to get open, man. And I think him and Mahomes have that chemistry. Hey, Andrew, can we get Travis Kelsey on the show in Friday night? I mean, is that he's not crazy? doing anything, right? Yeah, I mean, dude, what's he doing? They got curfew. He'll be done. He'll be back in his hotel room at 8 30. until Sunday. Yeah. As a matter of fact, let's get Mahomes on there. Dude, I was like, I'm nuts with that big. I'd oh, have to came. pick that. I'd have to pick them if they came on the stage. <laughs> oh, Paul Verzi's a staff. Fuck. I'm already, I'm already picking them. I know you are. And I am as of now, but there's a chance I got to, I'm trying to think, man. If the 40, if somebody from the 49ers came on, I would just be respectful. It would be awkward. <laughs> we just changed. Right then there. I'd be protecting my money. Like, I don't want to tell this guy that I'm picking the chiefs. Cause I, I don't, I don't want to turn on that competitive thing anymore me and you were just fucking complete flip-floppers like oh and brock purdy's on the show brock we were kidding yeah of course we're going nice yeah, are we kidding me it's, it's a dude. done deal you're the next one dude, you're number 13 what are you nuts of course we had to say that <laughs> um i think this what I, i'm i think it's going to be a great game i think it's going to come down to the end because that's the way all the games are now none of the games are out of reach anymore they have uh i don't know what they've done paul but every game is like oh my god and it's just like oh my god games and up tp used to get the shit kicked out of them on a regular basis and games were over in the third quarter and i'm finding that with the new rules and whatever's going on paul with these mathletes crunching numbers like every every game is a heart attack game it's great for fans so i think that this is going to be no different um yeah, but there but were some I just, stinkers. I, I just think in the in the end, Paul, in the end, they're going to go into the make-a-wish defense, concede a field goal, and then maybe they come down and score a touchdown. I don't know what. I like the Chiefs. Um, yeah, dude. Oh, I God, they're going to be doing that tomahawk chop at the game. Ugh. Well, half of them are. I know. Um, 
Shit, dude. I just had something. I had a good thought and I lost it. It's so dumb. It's like, even if you're the most racist white guy ever, you know, we committed genocide on native Americans and you're going to sit there and, and do that. I always said that'd be like if Germany won and then they were going, Oh, Evey, Oh, Evey. <laughs> it's, I'm so, so, <laughs> and they name a team after Jewish people. Oh, I remember the Frankfurt, the Frankfurt Lipowitzes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last time they played the 49ers were up 10 with 11 minutes and lost the game. It's yeah, it's going to be one of those games, dude. Christian McCaffrey is going to get the ball 30 times, you know, um, but the defense. Now, what do you think? I, I honestly think that Pacheco is neutralizes what Christian McCaffrey is going to do. And, and I don't think that he's at his level yet. No, he's um, but I would say, uh, I mean, he's damn close. I mean, that that's a nice that's a nice sort of uh Offset there. He can at least do three quarters what that kid's going to do. I think Patrick Mahomes to Brock Purdy, it's not even a question. Um, I think the Chiefs defensive line, too, is very good. Underrated. Chris Jones, they're very good, man. Yeah. Linebacker's okay. Corner's good enough. We'll see. I think it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a bit of a, uh, a lot of the games now, Paul. You know, it's like a shootout in the first half. You're like, wow, this game's going to go way over. And then in the second half, like 10 points are scored. They Listen, Paul, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a comedian. Okay, Paul? Yeah. All right. I had average success at a very low level in organized sports. What? Uh, what's a prop bet you like? What do you like? What do you see happening? A player? What do you see? Purdy throwing uh, three. Mahomes throwing I'm trying three. to picture the color of the Gatorade. And right now, my picks are orange, yellow. Or for you some got reason, that right three years ago. Our first year doing this. For some reason, green came in. You got that right the first year we did it. I believe you picked orange, and it was orange. Yeah, and I did it in a Kansas City Chief game, too. Uh, what do I like? Um, I don't know what I like. All I know is I like the Chiefs to go up early and 49ers to have to play catch-up. If that's what it is, you're not catching that team. You're going to catch the Packers, Paul. You're going to catch the Lions. You're not catching these guys. So... Um, I'm hoping the 49ers go up early so I can watch Mahomes try to have some dramatic comeback and then see. I just want a great fucking game, Paul. That's all I want. Do you know what I'm seeing, Paul? I'm seeing three days with you. I'm seeing smoking cigars. I haven't had one since New Year's Day, Paul. You think I'm thinking about the game? No, we'll think about the game on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> think about the game I'm not playing in the game. I don't need to think about the game. Paul, what say you? What say you about these prop bets? I'm Mahomes over 300. Dude, I got this weird feeling though. And it's it's down in my plums. No, I got this feeling, feeling down in my plums. Bluish hue. I feel like the 49ers are hearing that, oh, can't go against Mahomes, can't go against Mahomes. And I feel like they just may come out and fucking, I don't know. Like there's something scratching me right now. I don't know what it is. Oh, I don't know what it is, Bill. I'm going to make my decision Friday well, night on stage. I think stage. people hear that every week. And they want to fucking, you know, shut him up. And they just don't. He's good, dude. Dude, this game is just so fucking great because either Mahomes wins his third and you're like, he is the guy. Or the 49ers shut him up. Question. Chiefs lose. Does Taylor Swift cry like that guy in Buffalo? I, I say she does not. If they lose, she won't cry. She won't cry. But Mahomes' wife, ooh, that's going to be a wreck. Oh, either way. <laughs> either way. 
She goes, a lot of y'all. Did you see that video? She, she goes, is the life of the party, that one. She goes, a lot of y'all. She had her head tilted. You saw it? She goes, a lot of y'all picked against us. Yes, again. <laughs> Dude, it was. It was full on. Like, you know, she cries when she gets drunk with her friends. Oh, I, I also think she's kind of, uh, yeah, she's got that. Like she should be managing wrestlers. But she's so cool. Like I saw the documentary. She's so supportive of a wife. Like she's one of those like ride or die. I'm so sick of women getting credit for supporting somebody ridiculously successful. Paul, you could do that. <laughs> Go get him, Patrick. I believe in you. What was that contract worth? Yeah. It's the f <laughs> women talking about how supportive they are of men. Is that is the female equivalent is when some guy didn't do shit and he's trying to get money out of you and he starts talking about sweat equity. I got a lot of sweat equity in this project. Oh, does that mean? Yeah, that means you didn't put any money in it. Like if this project doesn't work, you're out no money. Meanwhile, me, I'm out six figures. Sweat equity. <laughs> Fucking jerk offs. Uh, Who the hell came up with that? Uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, sweat equity, Paul. But you know what? I got to give her credit for one thing, Bill. Before he got the contract, I saw something on them when he was just getting in the NFL. And she brought him in this room. And I think he had like a blindfold on. And they opened this room. And this is where it hit me. Mm -hmm. She built him a sneaker room with all of his sneakers displayed with lights on them. And it was it was everything I ever wanted. I told That's my amazing. wife, yeah, if she did that for me, you know, get my Jordans. All she did over. that for you with your money that you earned. Yeah, that'd be incredible. <laughs> That'd be unbelievably supportive. If she called well, that I'm gonna contractor, build you a new wing on your house Phil. out there in New York with your with your road money. I'm gonna be like, Paul, Paul, here's a surprise. I have a surprise. Look if what she, I spent your money on. If she called that contractor and used my account. <laughs> I mean, Bill, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to go into my wallet and take my credit card. And with your ah. vision, build me what you thought I wanted. I can't believe you threw me that ball. That's how much I love you. That's how oh, supportive I am. That's so funny, dude. Paul, we're friends. I don't view it as your money as much as it's our money. Bill, can I tell you something? She took $50,000 and threw me a party. <laughs> now I'm out $50,000. <laughs> she had a great time. She had a great time. All her friends were there. Oh. Paul, I'm going to go into your bank account with your ATM and buy you your dream car. And, and and not even with my own money, I'm putting the bow on it with your money. Yeah, Yo, there you I go, Paul. Well, I'm gonna be walking. Oh, cry! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that right there. That's when you know, Paul. I'm ride or die. Yo, when I start spending your money, oh. I spend it on you, Paul. I mean, I could have just as easily gone out and bought myself <laughs> fifty grand with the sunscreen, you know, Dude, but I didn't. We're going to an all inclusive, all expenses paid. By you, but I, I set it up. I set this up. This was my vision, and I don't feel like you're enjoying it. Dude, I got a funny story. I got a buddy. I'm obviously not going to mention names. His wife or girlfriend bought him tickets to one of his favorite musicians in, like, Dublin, Ireland. And she goes, we're going to Ireland. And he was like, really? And Yeah, and you're going to see so-and-so. It was, like, his favorite musician. And like, mm -hmm. we're going to fly to Ireland. We're going to see the show. We're going to stay at this hotel. And then afterwards I go, dude, that's awesome. When are you leaving? He goes, nah, dude, we can't do it. He's like, I, I really can't afford it. She, she used my money. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? 
It's the funniest said, shit. Are you my girlfriend or are you an event planner? What are you, my travel agent? <laughs> Did she add 20% for her work? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, he was excited. He was excited to go see his favorite musician in Ireland. Oh, dude. See, you that's see the- when you need to tap into your Keith Robinson because Keith Robinson would have straight like, you use my credit card, God damn it. That's not a gift. You got it for yourself. Dude, my stomach hurts. I'm crying, dude. That is the funniest shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, Paul, it takes a lot. It takes, that's how you know who somebody is. It's the way they spend your money on you. Honey, why is there a bulldozer? Why is there a bulldozer in our backyard? Wow, I figured I'm going to build you a new extension. And guess what? The pool is also going to have a hair salon where you can get your Manny and a Petty. No, Paul, I did this for us. Oh, See, man. I knew you were going to ruin this. You ruin everything. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I remember when Dr. Dre was getting, he was getting divorced. Uh, His ex-wife's lawyer said, you know, what she did is she, she managed the household. <laughs> oh, my God. We need Cheerios. <laughs> if I didn't say that, we would have starved to death. It's like, what do you... You have a staff. You know they had a chef. Dude. Yeah. I know a guy going through it, dude. He just, he went to court because of the money he makes. He's got to give his wife like 30 something K a month. They got oh, like, Paul, you know, something best 30 grand you're ever going to spend. That's what and I And the key is, dude, the key is you just, you just never get remarried. You Uh-oh. don't get married again. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Dude, I got to be know honest. Know when so to give it 30K and live at the beach. You but get I, I, yourself a trailer <laughs> and live like Jimmy Rockford and get yourself a fucking firebird and start banging chicks at the beach. That's what you do. You don't try to go out and get another house. You just downsize your shit. No, nah, dude, but there's something freeing about the guy. I've seen guys that are like, yeah, man, I'm on my fourth wife. And they're fucking happy. They just try it. They're like, ah, this is the one. Nah, all right. <laughs> Next. <laughs> There's something about that, dude. I've never seen a guy like that. that dude, has how, can, how can you have yourself cut in half four fucking times and have any money left? I think if you're like broke, I mean, yeah, you can just get married all the time. But like, yeah. it's uh, people who get divorced, I think it's dumb. Like, you really got to like, the great thing about me and my wife is I'm, I really love her. And she's like a, a friend. So, like, when we start drifting apart, it's like, not only do I pay attention to it, like, I don't want that to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Forget about, like, Jesus Christ, Paul, the avalanche that it would fucking cost me. But, like, I watch these people, man. It's just, like, they get divorced, and then, like, a year later, they're married again. And it's just, like, all you did was take your canoe out of the river, drag it up, and you're getting back in the same. It's the same fucking ride. I don't know why these guys don't stash money, man. I'm serious, dude. I mean, I know my wife wouldn't like, I love my wife. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to get divorced, but dude, these guys like Tiger Woods and them, when you got money like that, why don't you have a safe with cash stash it, man? Hey, Paul, you know, you know, keep it quiet there. You, I'm just Paul, saying. If, if you think that, you know, they do. What you yeah. do is you do, you peel, you peel off like, you know, a couple of stacks with each gig. Yeah. Right. Skip peel off a couple top. of couple of stacks right the skim 
Nobody you skim. It's it. like, listen, you got to view yourself when you when you're operating at the Tiger Woods level. You're basically your own casino. All right. And there's the skim. And it doesn't go to Kansas City, Paul. It goes to you. OK. Right. And you have your little man cave. Great reference. Casino reference. Fantastic. Yep. And it was actually about the Chicago mob. But they said Kansas City because they didn't want to have any fucking problems from what I read. Um, you have yourself a little fucking safe there, Paul. All right, you know called Paul. It's called Go Money. Yeah, Go Money. Couple passports in there. God forbid you got to skip town. Exactly. You know. You know. Side piece. Little joint around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Fake beard like OJ had in the fucking Bronco. What do you have? Absolutely. A <laughs> uh. Yeah, you disappear after the divorce. Then they don't, and then you just keep the checks coming. Well, you can't disappear if you got kids, though. Or you got to tell your kids where you're going. No, it's a package deal. You make them choose. <laughs> Take a good look at this face. Um, all right, prop bets. I like, this is my prop bets for, for, the, for the game. Paul, what do you like? I like Patrick Mahomes to throw over 300. And I like trap. This is what be, this will be. This will be a parlay of mine. Patrick Mahomes to throw three hundred plus yards. Wow. Christian McCaffrey to score. Really. Travis Kelsey. I'm just seeing how confident you are in your choices. Travis Kelsey. What do you think? Over eight catches or mm. or under? It's eight a lot. It's eight a lot. Come on, Paul. Be confident in your sh- eight catches. It's a lot in the Super Bowl, man. And you know something? And it makes no fucking sense. But you know 12. he's going to. He had 12 in the AFC Championship game. Against the Ravens. And he caught all of them. Guy was 12 targets, 12 catches, and a touchdown. Guy Dude, a the man shows up. He does. Shows up. All the men in the world that wanted, uh, what's her face there? He showed he came up. came walking in the room, Paul, and it was over. No, he went to her concert. And tried to get a bracelet or give her a bracelet. She didn't take it. And he said, oh, that's it. And he felt dumb. And then she came back to him when he was done. The man. He's getting a touchdown. Done. Because you know what? She saw that he understood that no meant no. I walked from my wife. And that's when she. That's what you do. With the good ones, you walk away. I walked away from my wife. Did you? Yeah, I kept I kept hitting on her. And she just was being ah, doing that shit. And right when I thought, you know what? Fuck her. Dude. Came right up. Like Dude, a cat. me and my brother, shout out to my older brother, Christian, who got married Saturday. He's the fucking best. <laughs> He's right over there giving me a look. You didn't? You didn't play hard to get. We had a great breakfast, Paul. Uh, He's looking as beautiful as ever. Yeah, you do. You do. You love it. And you love me. Um, all right. Oh. Say it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what no, do we got here? So, so, uh, fuck, what was I saying? You said Christian McC- You said Patrick Mahomes, 300. Christian McCaffrey, uh, oh, no, rushing my wife. 75 my wife. yards, Travis Kelsey, 15 I was, catches. I was trying to date my wife for like five months. We know each other forever. She was in Jersey City. I was in Queens. Same thing as you. Try to go out, try to go here, try to go get a drink, this and that. And after a while, I was like, what am I doing? So me and my older brother Christian went to a movie. It was Chris Rock's movie, Head of State, where he's going to be the president. And my brother goes, what are you worried about? It's her loss. Fuck it. Move on. And it just, I go, yeah. And that weekend she texted me, I miss you. It was like as soon as I mentally unlocked it, it was done. That's hilarious. 
I miss what? Me hitting on you and you slamming me to the curb? Yeah, I miss you. I miss, yeah, I miss rejecting you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I miss saying no to you. What are you doing That's next It's got to feel amazing. Can you imagine a woman throwing herself after you and you're just like, yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> dude, did you see that Matt Dillon dude? Matt and then when Dillon. she walks away, you can walk up to her and then she's just like, oh, no, we're idiots. We're idiots, Paul. Dude, you got we got our fans. You got to pull up that scene. Matt Dillon's in that scene. Oh, dude, it's typical Matt Dillon, but he's playing white trash. And Matt Dillon, he's sitting there with a beer. And the what, chick, what movie? The chick from The Office. I don't know if it's a show or a movie, but the chick from The Office who was the she was John Krasinski's John Krasinski's love interest. That she like sat at the reception. Okay. And she was also in Blades of Glory. And she goes, uh, she goes. He's just sitting there with a beer, and she goes, "You want a blowjob?" And he goes, "Nah, man." Thanks, you know. And she just goes, <laughs> and she goes, she goes, you want to fuck? And he goes, nah, man, I appreciate it though. You know, and she goes, you want to come on my tits? He goes, ah, oh, nah. But the dude, it is. And then he just gets up and walks with the beer. Dude, it's one of the funniest. His acting in it is perfect. He's just like, nah, dude, it's it's all right though, but thanks. No, that guy, like, I, one of my favorite things in the world is to see a great dramatic actor then do a comedy. And you see that they're fucking hilarious. Yeah. All right. Like Matt, Matt Dillon, Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, all of them. Like I was huge fans watching their dramatic stuff. And then you watch them in a comedy and you're like, oh my God. And, it's, and I don't just mean being oh, like, the month. Okay. like being like wacky. Yeah. I mean, they're like, they're not trying to be funny. They're still like just saying it like they believe it. And it's, Dude, Ryan Gosling's high-pitched scream in, uh, what was it, The Good Guys? The Nice Guys? Nice Guys. The Nice Guys, when he does the spiral fracture, when Russell Crowe does that thing, and he does the, <laughs> he goes up the octave. Oh, and it was great. just like, I mean, that's a brutal scene. This guy comes in, and he breaks your fucking arm, and he tells you he's going to do it. Yeah. And so that's like, you, oh my, and he, he made getting his arm broken by a tough guy fucking hilarious. I rewound it like three times. Like just about, it was like a, a comedy class. What about Leslie Nielsen, man? Dramatic actor. To Leslie comedy. Nielsen, amazing. Maybe the goat of dramatic acting too funny. Yeah, there's uh, that's um, <laughs> dude, I'm trying airplane? to think. Of... Fucking airplane, dude. People forget this. The first time De Niro was like really funny, analyze like when he did this? the analyze this or whatever. He's just doing a straight up comedy. It's like holy shit, this guy's hilarious. Oh my god. Um, so, yeah. He, it's, that, that was, yeah, it's, and they say it's harder to do. I don't think it is. I don't think, I, I, I think uh, that there's a bunch of shit. I, I think it's like either you, oh, Paul, what's going on? What's the under over on the next sneeze? No, I, I, I don't know. I got something going here. Um, I don't think it is. Cause I, I'll tell you this. I would rather have to do comedy than have to do a scene um, that's really super dramatic and they're going to do like seven different setups of it. you got to maintain that energy. Um, you know, and if you're not going to do the lemon under your eye bullshit, you're actually going to go there emotionally. That is that is fucking way more exhausting than anything I've ever done as a uh, comedian. So there you go, Paul. <clears throat> That's what I feel. What do you got, Andrew? Uh, so I built that parlay that you're, that you're putting together. If anything's off, I could swap it out. But you had uh, Mahomes getting at least 300 yards. This is priced out 303. Uh, Kelsey having eight plus receptions, which is where the number started. Eight was the minimum. Couldn't even get, couldn't even 
get lower than Look that. Look at that. Um, yeah, on, on an at least, over under, you, you probably could. Uh, Kelsey to have one touchdown. McCaffrey to have 100. You said over 100 yards rushing? No, I said McCaffrey touchdown. Just McCaffrey touchdown. All right, I'll swap it out. Um, what I don't like about that, Paul, is there's no left turn in there. You have three things that should happen. Well, eight. That makes me nervous. I know, I know, but you got it. You need a little nervous to well, make that's money. A, that's a four leg. That's ten to win a hundred. That's not a good kind of nervous. That's ten to win a hundred. That's only ten bucks to win a hundred. Yeah. So wait, so a hundred to win a thousand? Better grand and get ten grand. <laughs> dude, that's basic yeah, math here. Dude, that's actually a hundred to win a thousand is good. <clears throat> yeah, but like dude, Bill said, it's it's. I, I think most. I think you, I think at least three of those. How about Pacheco? Pacheco. That's that's the one I think that I I think is is. Yeah, there's going to be some ground games, so I, I like him. And I and the one that I but like. Who's too, the 49ers' number one receiver? Yeah, but dude, the 49ers have James a good, Taylor. The 49ers um, got a good defense. I've seen fire and I scored touchdowns. I thought the Bengals were going to win, and then we had Joe, and he drove us down the field I think and waved Bengals. to John Candy. Yeah, I mean it's it's like Kelsey Pacheco Watson. I mean those these are the guys. So, so I dude, just, I do, we just put together a parlay. Somebody could put a hundred bucks on one a thousand to get Travis Kelsey. I, I, Paul, I'm I'm not saying. Listen, Paul, I'm not coming at you. I'm not playing hard to get here, Paul. When am I going to get respect on this show? I'm going to bring uh, Jake in and see what he <laughs> see what Jake Jake likes here. Jake, what do you like? Eight catches is hey, a lot. How you for doing? Ball, though. What's up, Jake? Come on, man. Look at that shirt. You can tell he's a genius. Come on, put the what glass. What do you got, Jake? <laughs> More context just for you guys. Um, but um, for Super Bowl MVP, I mean, if you guys have any interest in, in that, especially for, like the Chiefs, maybe you could take Kelsey at plus 1,000 or even Mahomes is plus 120. I still have those two caught my I eye. feel like they're going to they're gonna give it to Mahomes. You can get a, well, well, yeah, then you got, the, you got the, I don't know. Oh, that's a tough – well, why, why is Kelsey – I guess the quarterback gets all the glory. By the way, Jake, you should have wore the glasses. I love the glasses. Oh, thanks. I don't, I don't want matinee idol, Jake. I want you coming in, look like you've, you've been looking at the numbers all week. Your eyes are all red. You got to do one of these. We got to buy you credibility. We're going to buy him some Sam Rothsteins with the with the brown tint. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm getting him one of those fucking suits with the sock artist. You got to come to Vegas with us. <laughs> Gonna get you those the big, glasses. giant glasses. <laughs> oh, dude! It'll um, be my prescription, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fantastic. It'll be um, giant readers like that. That's crazy, dude. Travis Which Kelsey one? winning MVP and then getting Plus on eleven hundred. Oh, well, because the, all the yards that he'll get will be attributed to Mahomes. So they'll. Well, here's the thing: everybody's betting Mahomes. That's why the number's so small. Nobody's betting Kelsey. So they're they're trying to get you to to just to spread the money out, Paul. But if that comes in. You know what it is? If Kelsey gets three touchdowns or 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 or, or four, something ridiculous, it's like, well, Mahomes threw those, plus everything else he did. did that's but what if he blows a kiss to uh, Taylor Swift every time? <laughs> does that does that swing it the other way? It's well, the female voters. We're being very disrespectful to the 49ers. What about a Brock Purdy MVP? What does that pay? Plus one ninety ish. I like um, Purdy. Another one of my bets is Purdy to have over 13 rushing yards, or is it 12, it's a 12 and a half. But, um, rushing yeah, yards? I really like that one. I love that. Yeah. He had 50 last week, so um, that's definitely one of my favorite bets. I over 13 think, um, rushing yards? That's nothing. 
Yeah, I think it's minus 130. I took a slightly higher number. I think it sounds like you're like going to have fun betting this week, Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I'm going and I'm coming into fucking Vegas it's with Vegas. ready to go, baby. I'm putting a dime on the Chiefs. Ooh, no. Yeah. Oof. Putting a dime Ooh. on them. Dude, it's the All Super right. Bowl. What, what am I going to do here? Oh, action. I don't believe you. That's action right there. It's action. Pacheco Paul. over. Um, That's man. I like Pacheco. That is man actually. I like Pacheco over sixteen attempts as well. Um, I thought that was a good one. I like uh, that. Oh, yeah. Does this guy? He's just, this is why he's on the show, Paul. Pacheco okay. over. With the pretty faces. Jake the Snake is the brains. This is hot take, Jake. Like classic right here. Like when they put the when you retire and they have the highlight reel, they're going to show a clip from this segment. I mean, he's giving us gems here, Paul. I love it. To Fernie Pacheco, 16 attempts. Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. Mm, that's yeah. a good number. Over under. I don't know about that one, yeah. Jake. That's a lot of rushing, dude. That's a lot of touches. It's a lot of commies. Yeah, 20. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But, you know, the defense. That's what I'm to think about. Say vrai, say vrai, monsieur. Any defense? <laughs> Any defensive ideas? Anybody really like safety? I saw the numbers I, on a safety. I think Brock Purdy's going to throw a pick. Oh, so listen, Ooh. so since we got to wrap this up in a second, should we do a, instead of picking the game, can we do a prop bet parlay special? Of course we can, Paul. You can do whatever you want. Do whatever you want, Paul. <laughs> All right, so I think we put Bill's Brock Purdy pick in there. I think that's a good one. Yeah, oh, hey, hey you know, I'm, I'm over here just talking, Paul. I didn't think we were going to do this. No, let's do a little fun. Look, Mahomes may throw one too. It happens. I'll price it out, so, so uh, list them off, but... Take your time in between because I got to punch him in. Brock Purdy to throw a pick. Uh, to throw an interception? Yeah. All right. I think they've just been starting slow. He's going to fuck up or something like Four. that. And then they're going to come roaring back. It's going to be close. And then Mahomes does his bullshit. And then they win. All right. So Travis so we Kelsey. Got... Travis and then Kelsey. they play Taylor Swift. <laughs> Turn around, bright eyes. <laughs> Every now and then I fall apart. <laughs> and I need Travis Kelsey more what? than ever. <clears throat> What were the what were the odds on Purdy to throw an interception, Andrew? I'm curious because I want I'm in on that. I want to know on that too. It's minus one fifty. Ooh. What are the odds of Patrick Mahomes' wife spraying champagne on people below, whether they like it or not? <laughs> yeah, take that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love when I love when the dad was smoking the cigar. Her father-in-law. She's going, yeah, smoke that shit, <laughs> and she's fucking saying that to her father-in-law. <laughs> You see, you got Dude, a little too hammered Patrick on the If you step to her, she's got like a pool cue. She's going to smash <laughs> over your back. I would not fuck with her on any level. Hey, Bill, Bill. She's a character, man. She's ride or die, Bill. Ride or die, man. <laughs> she could have spent that money on her. She, she could have spent his money on herself. She didn't. Nobody she is more ride or die. on him. Nobody is more ride or die <laughs> with somebody else's checkbook. <laughs> Brittany Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? We're, we're throwing you a party. Um. All right. So, so what did you? So, you, what do you Travis want to add to Kelsey, that? Travis Kelsey to catch one. Brock so Purdy Kelsey to, touchdown. Purdy Brock interception. Purdy to throw a pick. You want to go Christian McCaffrey over a hundred? Wait, it's the Super Bowl, Paul. This is sort of my parlay. Also, stick with Paul's. Don't, don't. You know, listen to me. I, I threw one in there. That's you know, it's throwing a pick, dude. I, I'm respectful of other people's money. That's that. You go. You just know you're going deep on that one. Yeah, trying to spread out the defense on that one. You're first play of the game going up top there. Well, 
we're also doing something where a little bit of money could get you a lot. So you don't have to bet a lot. You bet 10 bucks, you could get a couple hundred bucks. Okay. So I would go heavier on Paul's bet. I'd go a little lighter on mine. You know, who knows? Maybe, you know, bag of money falls in your lap. What else Listen do you want to add? Yeah, I'm fucking spend that shit. <laughs> All right, let's let's sweeten the pot for people here. Yeah, what else you want to add in? Let's let's build this. Christian McCaffrey to rush for a hundred or plus. All right, so hold on, so rushing yards at least. By the way, Paul, I have I'll to be honest with you. Way. That whole thing where you have like the whole cabinets with your sneakers backlit and everything, like that's really stupid. They're sneakers. I'm tired of you guys acting like they're vintage bottles of wine. <laughs> well, dude, man, but I have too many laying around. It's a problem. Like, I need a room for it. That's the thing. I know. You guys are like chicks. It's like you guys got like 5,000 pairs of, of, of sneakers instead of heels. No, I'm Should not I wear black. these? What do you think? The cements or the smokes? <laughs> <laughs> Does it match my bag? Dude, I saw this thing. The guy's these sneakerheads. And this guy's legit. He has a pair of Nikes. And he's talking to this dude at this swap meet going like, uh, what do you want from me? He goes, 60 grand. And the guy's like, I can't do that. I can do 40. I can give you 40 cash for fucking sneakers. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Dude, I'll tell you the two, two, two areas, three areas. Art, sneakers, and, and classic cars right now. Some fucking idiot at Barrett Jackson just paid $202,000 for a Ford F-250 crew cab from the 1970s. That thing's worth like 60 grand. That's Maybe if you do a rotisserie and you pay for it, just because the money and the labor, it's going to cost you 110. <clears throat> That's nuts. You get a fucking Ferrari for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the truck market is hot. You know, this is good for your portfolio. <laughs> um, it's an F-250. What's the money at now, Andrew? What's ten, the bet 10 at? to win 70. Purdy interception, Kelsey one touchdown, and 102 plus yards. Uh, we got a Dodge Power Wagon. We're going to start to bidding at 200 grand. I got 250. Patrick Mahomes, one more, to throw, Patrick Mahomes to throw 300 plus. Yeah. All right. Do that. Right. That'll, that'll fucking up the pot. It's starting at 260. What if they just hit him good. the first play, Paul, and he's looking out his ear hole? Oh, fantastic. I mean, I like the kid, but I think something crazy is going to happen in this game. This might be the caffeine talking, Paul, but I, I am. I, what is it? I Andrew? want to walk around in that Super Bowl, Paul. 100 to win 1700? Yeah. Nice. Beautiful. Do it. You I'm going to punch that Cena. in for 20 bucks right now to win 340 just on a whim. I'm you guys put 20 right, Paul, you know what? I'm going to actually bet this bet. Me too. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to no, you, Paul. I'm going to take your credit card. I'm going to surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to put in a bet for both of us with your money. You know something, Bill? You're a ride or die friend. I'm going to have my hands over your eyes like this. And then you open in the two betting slips. are going to be on some bar high top. By the way, Paul, can you get us some nachos? Bill, I just got my bank statement. <laughs> no, those bets were for you. <laughs> um, I did that for us. <laughs> you know what sucks? We can't go out to the pool out there. Why? Dude, it's going to be like 58 degrees every day. All right. <laughs> can't go to the pool. Paul, you can go to the pool and you can smoke a cigar yeah. right down there. Dude, right. we got to do the picture. They took vacations together. No, we got to take a picture by the Bellagio fountain at All night. Right. At night. I'm a Caesars guy. We got to go down to Caesars. I'm old. I like Caesars, the Flamingo, O'Shea's. 
Um, all right. Well, listen, guys, we will be back Friday doing the live show from Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the Bet MGM Grand or MGM Grand, uh, sponsored by Bet MGM. The show and- will we're there, it'll be a show that will be done live with an audience, but uh, the audio will be out the next day. So the audio Saturday, will be out the next day. People live look out for the audio from that live audience. Me and Bill will give our official Super Bowl picks. I think you know where Bill's going. He pretty much said it. Uh, I will. I'm kind of leaning that way. Uh, Jake the Snake will have uh, up-to-date injury reports for us, and we'll have some prop bets. And $20 gets you $340 with the bet we just gave you guys. Um, But we'll see you on Friday. Anything else, Andrew? That's it. $5. I uh, didn't smoke that shit. Yeah. (laughs) $5 gets you $158. $5 gets you $158. Bonus code Burr. Paul, I've been watching uh, your Knicks, dude. They look solid. I know, dude. First time. All this shit you've been talking, they have a team. No, they have a team. 16 out of the last 19. Hey, Bill, listen. In the first round, you're New York Knicks. Bill, listen. When we go to the steakhouse, okay, dinner on me. Your credit card. I'm ride or die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have a surprise for you. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you out in Vegas on Friday. Talk to you guys soon. And thank you so much for watching for another football season. This is the most fun show I do in this business. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you in Vegas. Bet MGM. See you guys later.